Hey, just a quick note before we get started on this week's episode. This one was recorded with Gordo ages ago over at TCG Tower. I put off releasing it on the main feed for a while because, well, no good reason really, to be honest. I just had a bit of editing to do and was slow getting around to it. And then we switched around the order for our last episode, the Bill and Ted episode, because we wanted to get that out for the release of the new film. None of that would matter, only in this episode you're about to hear at the start, and maybe in bits throughout it I can't really remember, we we talk about the lockdown in Ireland, and we talk about it in the past tense, and for a lot of Irish people maybe listening they'll be like, but wait, we're currently in lockdown, and that's why we, we, we recorded it after the first lockdown, and parts of Ireland have been back in a semi-lockdown state since and we're currently in one in Dublin so fittingly the episode about time travel has a very confusing timeline anyway it was a long one a lot longer than the runtime you see here as long as that is so if you would like to hear the extended version or see yes see the extended version a four-hour version the video and audio uncut versions are available on both the those conspiracy guys and the Disaster Artists Patreon. So if you're a fan of either show and you want to support either, uh, you can you can get the uncut versions there. I just said version, the word version, way too many times. Anyway, that's really all there is to say. This is a long episode, but a really fun one. Be sure to give it a like, rating, or review on whatever app you use. Uh, check out Gordo at doseconspiracyguys.com and all the links are in the description. And yeah, enjoy. Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. Shane, who would normally be saying a line right now, is not here with me this week. He's away from the bunker. In fact, I'm away from the bunker. I've put on my hazmat suit and made my way across across town to the conspiracy tower to join Gordo from Those Conspiracy Guys. Hello, everybody. And that's why we're sounding so good, because we're not in the bunker. We're recording on your setup. Yeah, this is uh, putting together TCG Towers. This is the first, this is the inaugural run of a practice run for the streaming setup. I don't know where you're going to be uploading the video version of this. Yeah, we'll probably upload it to YouTube. So we put we put it in the link. Or pay for Patreon, maybe. So, so for any TCG listeners, like, this is this is the new this is the new jam. This is where we're going to be going from now on. So, like... Um, Unless there's a major problem. I mean... In, in which case... Just like a, global pandemic which stops people oh no i just meant with the audio if, if you look at this audio afterwards <laughs> yeah if this sounds shit don't blame us like they say that having the best equipment is is you know not important they yeah, say like kind of is ma- make a show or make what like for filmmakers and stuff i know johnny like you have a background in that as well like they say it doesn't matter what camera you have if you have a camera on you that's the best camera to have like so you make a, a movie with a phone it's like yeah but i'd also like a really awesome camera because it makes it look better um makes it sound better if you have great microphones like better equipment means better content definitely and even with film i would say i've seen more like ter- more movies that were unwatchable because they didn't actually have good sound than good yeah. camera like if the story's good enough and there's good performances you can forgive like maybe it being poorly shot yes but when they haven't bothered to work on the sound at all that's that is a huge hurdle for I me think, to i think that's the youtube the YouTube rule is like seventy percent of it should be good audio. Yeah, and like you forgive an old an old shit resolution or 
Yeah, I think watching it's... it on a phone screen. But if it sounds shit, if it's like like loads of piss or something that's offensive to the ear. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we should get into the episode, should we? Yeah, it, absolutely. Can I just say actually too, this feels very weird that I'm like I'm like hosting the podcast, but like I'm in. I feel like you know when you when you bring a, a cat home. Yeah, and they're in a new house and they just go to a corner and they don't want to interact. I'm kind of, I'm like that, because like this isn't where I record my... If I ever there was an guest. animal that I thought that you were like, both physically and in character, <laughs> it would be a cat. Because my cat-like reflexes. Cat-like reflexes. <laughs> you like to lick yourself. Mm-hmm. You've gone around this whole room and pissed on everything that you claim is yours now, for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, you're just like self... self uh, Not a big fan of dairy, though. <laughs> you need your cats. They're actually lactose intolerant, and if you give them cream or milk, they'll shit all over your duvet. That's a fact, true. But yeah, no, you have you have an essence of like self sufficiency. Oh, so don't feel don't feel like you um, like you're intruding. This is okay. A, I thought I thought you were just trying to call me a pussy. No, not at all. Then <laughs> you're a tomcat with a curled dick at the moment. I think this is also this is the first house I've been in other than my own in like four months. That I just realized that. Welcome. You're more than welcome. Have you been with coronavirus? Have you been anywhere else? Uh, we went visiting elderly relatives, right? Um, parents and such. Oh, okay. You see, yeah, I, I haven't been. I haven't been anywhere. I mean, I haven't had many visitors. Right. Like, I, definitely, like zero travel, because not that I disagree. Like, I don't disagree with all the coronavirus measures, like the wearing of masks. It seems a bit silly, but I think it's more of a psychological protection. And and at the moment, there's so many different narratives that any of it's going to stick. Like, any of it could stick, mm. right? I think that, although I may not agree with all of the measures, I may not agree with the lockdown as strict as it was in some places and unstrict as it was in other places. I'm like, this is a, this is a fucking, a really mixed set of messages you're giving to the global, yeah, like, yeah. The, the community, right? I still wanted to respect everybody's wishes. Yeah. So I wasn't going around in shops like coughing on people or touching all the stuff or like <laughs> I was I was maintaining my social distance. You had to fight the urge, did you? <laughs> coughing, coughing on all the bananas in little. But like just 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 going like other people are scared. Old people are afraid. And uh, some people with, with compromised, you know, immunity. Yeah. I can I can have my beliefs and still not outwardly be a cunt about it. Going around preaching yeah. and being a dickhead. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna follow the rules. As much of a sheep as that makes me out to be, maybe externally or whatever, I'll follow the fucking rules. Yeah, well, it's like if a friend invites you to the christening of their kid. Yeah, you don't fucking dr- drink a bottle of book fast and be like, really, really, look at that little cunt in white. It's all about me, <laughs> just, me, me. I was just going to say you don't start like sprouting your atheist's belief. All right. Sir. No, because that was, that, was really that was a really bad christening that time. That's <laughs> the day I learned my lesson. But I'm just saying like, it's just, you can fucking be out with Gemma Doherty at the doll. Going like, let us out of the house. Like, we deserve our autonomy. And uh, you know what I mean? You could do that. Mm. Or you could just not do that. And just like, do like everybody else. And just try and not like purposefully hurt other people's feelings. Is it a psyop? I would I would say almost definitely. Do I want to be a cunt and annoy people with my beliefs that nobody asked about? No. A lot of anti-vaxxers would like be up in arms about this statement. But it's like... If a medical doctor tells you some shit, you're going to have to try to trust them. Yeah. Because they're going to have your best interests at heart, unless they're a fucking Mengele. Or like, yeah, yeah. they've been bought by Big Pharma. Like, in all in all 
mostly most cases like they're not out to fucking control your head now i understand there is another level above that where there's like bill gates and it's all this kind of stuff but like i'm not fighting that fight right now i just didn't want to start right i was johnny it's a pity more people don't feel that way ah, sure, <laughs> it'd be easy wouldn't it because a lot of i think a lot of people have relished in the fact that they get to start a row yeah i think there's a lot of little interactions between people since lockdown that they're not getting and but it's like even like, flirting with people are going like hey how are you grand like letting off did you hear on the news it was oh man it's mad isn't it oh crazy so instead there's like couples ingesting their social media f- timelines and then kind of like giving each other synopses yeah. where one might not be, i'm not interested in that but like you have to talk about it so go on <laughs> I'll just fucking, I'll just prop my eyes open like, while you tell me about, like, the football that's not like happening. When you're, yeah, when you're trying to convince somebody to watch a TV show. To, like, yeah. you're just telling them what happened on Game of Thrones yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. They don't care. Nobody cares. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a, a fault of society if you want to get broad with it. A disaster. Getting broad and disaster <laughs> artists. It's, uh, it's the fault of, like, super personalized media. Mm. You know, everyone has this hyper personalized, uh, like, homogenous line of self chosen media consumption they're like yeah this is the perfect feed of tv shows with people i like and the genre i like the youtube videos i like and the twitter posts and the facebook posts that i like and i only see things that i like or dislike it depends on yeah, how ma- yeah. masochistic you are about your social media consumption but like on twitter a lot of the time it's what they dislike yeah um but years ago it was like tvs you watch whatever was on now yeah. you can choose your own reality and I think it's making people more disparate. And then when you're putting an even forcefully disparate situation, stuck to people that may not share their views yeah. or a lot of people had to go home and live with family. So it was like the first time that like kids of 19, 20, 21 had to go on and go back yeah, to their home yeah, house yeah. because their college campus or whatever was closed. Like that's stressful. Do you yeah, know, like, having to deal with it. You find, oh my God, my parents are fucking crazy. People had to go back and share a bathroom with like four brothers for the first time in years. And the whole house smells like the sea, do you know? But the other side of it is, because you were talking about like what things were like before, like Twitter and that. Can you imagine what it would have been like to do this in the 90s or when we were teenagers where you didn't have Netflix? Like what what would you have done if you were in... Oh Christ. Three months stuck in your home in Wexford. Jesus, man. I would have gone crazy. I wouldn't have done loads of drugs, I say. I would have been, like, walking the land. Yeah, well, that's what I was getting at earlier. Like, if this happened when I was, like, 18, I think I'd have been a right prick. Because I just wouldn't have been able to stay in my house for three months. Blockbuster and ExtraVision would have been deemed essential businesses. And people would have been able to... That's true, yeah. ...rent out videos and stuff like that. They'd be just, like, disinfecting all the DVDs. I think a global pandemic came at the very right time. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know like we we would have been we would have been rightly fucked and people would have got a lot angrier a lot quicker if it had happened years ago yeah yeah i think so even in like 2004 if the shit had happened just pre smart just anywhere before smartphone everybody yeah. had smartphones 2004 5 6 was like wap yeah yeah and then we got the 3g in 2007 and then it was all just downhill from there or uphill depends on your depends on how you look at it some people would say i think a lot of people now are saying downhill but I think if I had, say, a power where I could teleport back to a previous point in my life, uh, if I could it. change that timeline, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. Dude, your fucking segues are <laughs> seamless. That that shit was like a lubricated dildo. <laughs> Just slipped in so easy. You don't think you would if you had the chance to go back and change it? 
to go back, so if we could butterfly effect it, mm. if we could go back and like stop what the advent of Twitter, yes, yeah. well, no, it's an essential. I think it's an essential part of human conversation. Yeah, I don't think I, as far as like the tech and there's nothing I would I could would really want to stop. I mean, the last four years has been pretty hard, and we know from like stuff like Operation Mockingbird that um, technocracies have been made in Silicon Valley and Mm. people have been taken over so that, like, there's public interest in unilateral information control. So, like, everybody's on YouTube. Mm. Everybody's on Facebook. As soon as everybody's on it, it then becomes, like, a commodity for human control. So then people will take it over and use it for nefarious purposes. And we know this from Operation Mockingbird, which is, like, uh, an American government plan to be able to indoctrinate the population through media, through yeah, yeah. mainstream media. So like, and then like Snowden came out and told us all that's happening. You know, Zuckerberg was up in front of the, the House Oversight Committee going like, yeah, okay, so Facebook does have a pretty big influence on like people's voting and stuff like that. Like that shit's going to go down this year. Facebook and, and, and Twitter and all is going to be called out again. Yeah. For having influence. But I think up until, up until that, it was just like great fun. Loads of crack. People, yeah. people were discovering each other. We became like, globally conscious rather than locally conscious and some people might say that's a bad thing other people have found their families because I think about man growing up in Offaly for you and in Wexford for me like that's a fucking if, if you're the only cunt that thinks the way you think and you're in your town in the, in the yeah, countryside yeah. in Ireland like that's tough yeah even just being the only person that's into a certain kind of music can be tough it doesn't you don't need need to get as deep as like your philosophy or just how much you think but just like what you're interested in if you're the only person that's into that in your town that can be a very lonely existence oh for sure so we had it a lot easier even well i I was leaving school just as like bebo and myspace were taken off Mm. but still like they were made a big difference yeah because people get to connect like you you know family or the friends we choose for ourselves so like people are going out and finding their little niche i was even doing that in the late 90s and early 2000s like before like ubiquitous social media you had your boards and you had your yeah yeah your your, your message boards and your groups and stuff like that um and the guys who run all the fucking the whole tech thing like they know that, that humans interact like that so they make their platforms to appeal to that side of human nature like reddit is is perfectly curated yeah to, to have like super specific interests and have the communities of people come together and share what they've found individually on those interests yeah yeah like years years before in the early 2000s something like stumble upon i don't know if you remember stumble i remember upon. yeah yeah that was fucking amazing so you put in yeah, all the things you like and you press a, a magic button and it shits you out like crazy random shit off the internet that's been curated and tagged yeah. by other users of StumbleUpon. So you're like people who are like randomly typing in, you know, like, uh, uh, I don't know, the first thing, like fucking hallucinogenic frogs or something. <laughs> and they're just reading those articles. They're like, that's a very good article. I bet you other people are into yeah, hallucinogenic. Yeah, yeah. And the tag hallucinogenic frogs, you press StumbleUpon, bump, and it comes up and you're like, oh my God, I would have never found that on my own. It's cool. Like, Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That was and that was a time when none of us really knew what an algorithm was in terms of <laughs> computing. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's a different time now though, and I think uh people have to take more responsibility for what they take in. Yeah. Like you have to be aware of where the stuff you're taking in is coming from. Uh yeah, as a as a wise man once said, check your sources. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But 
in answering your question, if I could go back in time to some kind of freak biological gift, uh, no, I, I probably wouldn't change anything about the way. No, I think stuff is shook out. Maybe I'd change. Like I would try and hide the, the exist. Oh, that's what I do. I would go back in time. I would try and scrub out all mention of the butterfly effect two and three from the internet that's so as I'd never hear else. about them and never have to watch that's them. That's something that could be, I, I ended up watching them uh, as well as this butterfly effect. <laughs> I, I, I wish that I didn't. Yeah. I got a nosebleed as well while I was watching them. <laughs> um, I think that our lives, Johnny, aren't as constructed. Uh, they're not constructed in such a way that two seemingly innocuous events can hinge the, our whole like future existence so like the, the the events of one seemingly simple event in our childhood can mean like our futures as adults end up vastly different well i think the point is you wouldn't know like that's the whole idea with chaos theory that it'd be seen as such an insignificant moment that you wouldn't be able to tell do you want to get into it then well for we we should explain what we're talking... So we're doing a movie called The Butterfly Effect. Okay. That's the first mention of this in this whole episode, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but just, the, the reason <laughs> People we're... are like, it's 25 minutes already. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> the reason we're doing it as well is because we were going to do an episode. We couldn't decide on what to do. And I threw this out just because you mentioned it. I think on when we done White Press. White Press play. Butterfly Effect, Jericho, Book of Eli... I think we've done a book. We've done book yeah, yeah, yeah. Jericho is definitely one I want to do. Yeah. Uh, what else do we talk about? Uh, the Matrix, I believe. Matrix. Like, there's some, there's some, like, really, like, seminal yeah, uh, yeah. works that I've I been really trying to, to get you to do Day Live for ages, and you finally admitted that you just don't like the film. I, I just don't like it. I don't <laughs> like the concept. I don't like the movie. If they were to redo Day Live, I think it would be awesome. See, I think if they were to redo uh, The Butterfly Effect, it'd be awesome. I think the Butterfly Effect 4 could only be a thing. And I'll talk about that later on. Do you have an idea for it? Uh, dude, I have I have so many ideas. Because I think if we pitched Butterfly Effect 4, like whoever owned the rights to it, they'd probably let us do it. <laughs> After watching Butterfly Effect 2 and 3, I think if we have anything even remotely <laughs> similar that we can tag on the title to, they'll let us yeah. do it. Like. Well, I was thinking because who are, who is the Butterfly Effect 3 made for? It's made for people who like CSI and Law and Order, but also have some small knowledge about time travel. But did they even come across? We know what I mean. Like, who's in a video store when this? Because this came out in two thousand and nine. Who was in like a video in Extravision or Blockbuster and saw? Oh, the Butterfly Effect Tree. Butterfly Effect Tree colon Revelations. Revelations. I watched the whole thing, bro. There was not one revelation in the whole thing. It's false. Yeah, fake news you guys I think they're kind of made for people that maybe they're renting the butterfly effect and they're like well I'll get the entire trilogy and I'll watch them all this weekend like nobody gets it nobody saw the original butterfly effect in 2004 and then sees Tree and be like oh I loved the butterfly effect I must jump at the opportunity to watch this sequel I'll have to disagree with you because that's exactly what I did I went I loved the butterfly effect so much when I was young Similar to like movies like Almost Famous. Well, that's kind of what I was getting at. In the, it's kind of like inexplicable that you love the butterfly effect so much. Why is it inexplicable? Because well, it's not very good itself. Dude, it's a fucking brilliant film. It's shitly acted. There's loads of plot holes. <laughs> but like, you know, not a not a script does a movie make, Johnny. Mm. Do you know, like you need all the elements to work perfectly. 
maybe you don't. Maybe, maybe, you know, you can put <laughs> so, four shit right. things together and end up with something good. So it's your like shit cinematography, shit acting, shit story and shitty script came together to make something so beautiful and so well done that it was almost like a wonderful accident. Okay, well, that's one way to look at it. I think so. I don't think it's shit, though. I think it's just very 2004. Oh, it's it's the epitome of 2004. I think, though. Like, there's a great idea in there. It's Donnie Darko times, right? What, what well, was... that was it. It even has, like, the cover even has, like, it's yeah. everything's blue, yeah. which every, all these movies at that time. Of course. And then a few years later, everything was, like, teal and orange, all that was the yeah, color blue, that we Yeah, blue and orange was the big thing, yeah. But this was still, we are still at the blue period mm. here. You could easily, you could if you were looking for Donnie Darko in a video store. You could easily mix up the covers. Yeah, 100%. your eyes would just be drawn to it. And, you're like, and then you read the back and you're like, oh, time track. Okay, yeah, I guess yeah, this is this is the, the film that was recommended to also, me. Also, Ashton Kutcher, darling of that 70s show, had just been, like, they just finished that 70s show. It was still on yeah. reruns on Comedy Central or whatever. So, like, he, he, was, he was a big name. He was doing Dude, Where's My Car, I think, the year before. Probably, yeah. So yeah. it's like... It's like Ashton Kutcher's a big name, bro. And first drama role, that's always a big thing. He yeah, had a beard, his drama beard. His drama beard. Like uh, 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 Robin Turn, Williams, I think. Turn the Sunshine and Spotless Mind. Yeah, this oh, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the drama beard. Drama beard's good. I've had a drama beard for years. So Butterfly Effect, <laughs> I think, is one of those like of-the-time movies. Very much Perfectly so. timed. And I think it still holds up. I think it still holds up 16 years later. To an extent, yeah. Like, it does... More so than a lot of films. I think... I think I think if somebody was to watch it brand new now... That's what I was going to say, yeah. 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 I actually think a big problem with the film, if you're going to watch it for the first time now and you haven't read the DVD cover, you have no idea what's going on for the first half an hour. I think in the way that Butterfly Effect 2 and 3 failed, I think the, the Butterfly Effect set up the Act 1 in such a way... We're going into movie, movie review mode now, yeah, right? Yeah. Before we say can we survive it the way it was set up it's always it's always a problem i have with movies that are like a mystery or there's always like a MacGuffin section Mm. in the movie where you'd nearly be like somebody's handing something to somebody and then like the the camera punches in on that thing being handed over like que significa objecto you know you're like what's going on and um the thing that they're handing over ends up being like the, the the fucking artifact that saves the world at the end of the movie. It's like, oh my God, I forgot I had it in my pocket. And yeah, they kill yeah. all the aliens or whatever. It's like, but come on, man. And it's almost like they went through the whole story, they went through the whole script, they went through the whole thing and they're like, how do we finish it? We'll just go back to the point where he was handing something to him and hand him the crystal and, you know, it yeah. sounds like it's done after the fact. So the butterfly effect, the first act of that, it's set up with like 10 of those things. That's, yeah, one after the... It's literally just a collection of scenes of, to set up something later. A particular moments where you're like, why is that kid holding that knife? What, you know, why... Oh, fuck, that, we don't know what happened. But we were kept in as much mystery as the character. And I think that's the key of the movie, is that we only learn linearly what's going on. The gimmick of what's going on linearly with uh, uh, Ashton Kutcher's character. Mm. So we don't know why he has the knife. We don't know. Well, I think you do because... I uh, do, you know. I think do because you know? the name of the film and the quote they use at the start, 
you're seeing all this stuff and you're just like, oh, well, they're setting up. This is time travel, obviously. But you don't know how it's going to happen. You, you don't, don't know, know how. The most ridiculous premise that he reads a notebook <laughs> and his fucking eyes wiggle. And then he just goes back in no, his own I, mind. Of course, I know like you don't days know. Like future past. But what I'm getting at is if you've never seen this film before and you're flicking through the channels and you start right at that moment where it's the old, where it's like the first scene is him writing the letter. Yeah. If I can save her. Maybe that tells you a little bit. But my point was, if you just came across this without any prior knowledge to it, didn't know the name of it, you would have, you'd watch like 10 minutes and be like, I have no idea what's going on. This is just a collection of random scenes with children. I'm changing the channel. You would never, you'd never stay with it, you know? I, I don't know, man. Like, I give every movie the 10 minute test. So I watch it for 10 minutes and if it hasn't got me gripped with some kind of information, um, I'm out. We know that something to do with these blackouts yeah, and I'm thinking about it. No one like having watched it. No one what the blackouts are and going. That's very. That's very cleverly done. Ooh, that's very cleverly done because it's kept in mystery. We know that somehow he's getting back to time travel there, but we never know how until yeah. it actually happens. Do you know? It's also wrapped up in some kind of like genetic uh, hereditary condition. Yeah. So we know that there's also something weird going on with the da, like mm-hmm. that the da is is crazy. So maybe these blackouts mean that the kid is crazy. Maybe he, he hallucinates his time travel. Maybe is he actually traveling back? And we go through that journey which, with Ashton Kutcher's character. Starts off with when he has, has his hands over the girl's ear when the, the letterbox is about to blow up and he drops a cigarette on his t-shirt and burns his stomach. Yeah, yeah. And when he comes back, he has the burn. Like he doesn't do what a lot of movies do, which is like go to a, go to a confidant and go, so listen, instead of showing, I'm going to tell you exactly my thoughts. I think I went back in time and then I burnt myself. What do you think? And then, yeah, the, yeah. then the useful friend is like, maybe that's time travel. Let's do a collaborative experiment <laughs> where we prove to the audience that that's the premise so we can build for it. Like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, and It just rocks on on its own. Of the time as well, like, that it was made in a time where that would have definitely happened. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, all, like, yeah. Like, even, tell, even, don't show. Like even it, Donnie Darko, which is a far better film. Talked us through had, the end yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, very much Had so. to talk because it's such a confusing ending. And yeah. we talk about endings for Butterfly Effect as well, which is, I think, very a very controversial. And yeah, to well, me, very shocking. Yeah, well, there's a few as well. <laughs> mm. So, like, I think that in the way that the movie is set up, it's not um, that que significa. It's not, you know, the, the, the MacGuffin ending. You're, you're building up to a thing where it's like it's creating a character that as he jumps from person to person, you can know where he's come from. You can know the mystery that he's experiencing. You can know that this thing is a very novel event to happen to him. Yeah. And those moments that we were shown in the first third, the first act of the movie, are like some of the most uh, influential moments of his life. Now, it does end up kind of falling flat at the end of act two going into act three, where it's like he's discovered the powers and he's discovered how they can change his life. And then we see it like falling apart and he goes to prison and does all the stuff. Like there's whole chunks of like all through his childhood, all through his teenage years. Like the time travel science doesn't hold up. Well, yeah. I mean, the t- it is the most ridiculous scenario in terms of time travel that, that he can just yeah. jump back yeah. to another point in his consciousness, essentially. But as part of this, the way the story is constructed, it's it's forgivable by the time it starts to fall apart. It's almost like... <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I want to see the conclusion of those Yeah, well, also, moments. it's the premise that, you, like, any any story, you're allowed one crazy thing that you just have to accept. Yeah. And their crazy thing is that in this world, 
time travel can work like this. So you just have to accept it. But but what they're saying is the con- like they don't. <sighs> they're not. Tr- they don't stick to their own rules. Is yeah, the they problem. don't take the yeah. consequences of that time travel. So like at some points when he's going back to his mid teenage years and he does some shit, when he comes back to the present, it's in an entirely different. Like his whole world has changed. Like let's take it for a specific example. He goes back and he. He tries to stop the woman and the baby dying at the letterbox from the, the... So the fat dude, the fat kid puts a fucking firecracker in the letterbox. And this is like a, like a pretty traumatic for, for the four of them, like that that um, axis of experience for those yeah. four characters, the four kids. Uh, that's a really significant point in all of their lives. Yeah. It yeah. takes the direction for a lot of them. And the decisions that they make at that moment seems to have had massively... Um, massively significant effects on their future growth as people. Yeah. So, yeah. like in the original thing, Ashton Kutcher's character doesn't do anything. Lenny, the fat kid, puts the firecracker in the thing, and he ends up going mental. Yeah. Tommy, the badass, like fucking abuse victim of his father, like he 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 ends up being like crazy. Yeah. And like fucking people up, and then. Uh, the, I can't remember the girl's name, Amy Smart's character. Kaylee. Kaylee. Uh, she ends up just living like a humdrum life, going like, oh my God, do you remember that time that we fucking killed that woman and her baby? Ugh. And she just stays in the town and works in a, as a waitress in the, yeah. in some bumfuck cafe. And the person that comes out of it the most because of the trauma of it is Ashton Goetcher's character. And his ma brings him away and they move away. And it's this whole other existence. Yeah, yeah. So he's almost like retconning the decisions of his life, which is something that everybody watching can identify with. They'd course, love to yeah, go yeah. back and go, there's one, at one point that I can change, that I think I'd have a better life. And invariably, every time Ashton Kutcher went back in time to change his past, it fucked up his future in a way that wasn't as good as it was in the beginning anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting. So most of it revolves around him trying to save Kaylee. That's what the starting scene when he's running down the hall in a very yeah. weird comical way. It's, it's the it's worst the run, ever. run ever. With the like tongue that, to the side of the mouth. When he watched that back, why he didn't have them, like, you know that was a first take. Because there's no way that they showed him that. And he was like, yeah, that'll really help me get an, an action movie role in the future. That's er- any shot he had of ever being in like a Transformers movie was ruined by that. I think that it was supposed scene. to be like, how, do you, how would you run if you had mental illness? <laughs> Like, that's your motivation. It was a real Kelso type of run. Like. <laughs> yeah. So most of it revolves around him trying to save her, for the most part. Yeah, so who is the her that he has to save? Is it his ma? Is it... Kaylee. Is it Kaylee? Yeah, no, but you don't know... Well, oh, yeah, know yeah. I mean. yeah. No, but what I, was, I was just... Sorry, there's another point I was leading to with that, but it's gone out of my head. So the her he's trying to save is Kaylee. And so the first thing he does is when, when he goes back and he changes the course with the fire rocket by making... What's the first thing he changes? He gets the cigarette burn. Cigarette burn. But what does he change? That's when he kind of goes back by accident. That's the oh. first. But then he goes back. Oh, yeah. The first time he goes back to make. He, he, after the cigarette burn, he thinks, okay, I'm going to go back and find out what happened that day when I blacked out in Kaylee's dad's basement. So he goes back to his Which, hometown. Okay. Yes. He visits her in the cafe and he's like, Hey, how are you? And she's like, oh my God, it's you. I was in love with you. And you wrote me a note and you held it up in the window and you said you were going to come back for me and you never fucking yeah. did, you cunt. And she's like, come, uh, uh, he's like, come here. Do you remember that day that we were down the basement with your dad and we were making a Robin Hood movie, which was a child porn and I blacked out. 
did we have sex as children? Yeah. And she's like, you fucking bastard. How can you not remember? And he's like, it's the premise of the movie. I can't remember. I might be able to flash back there someday. Which I think is an interesting, like, it's almost an interesting inevitability. Because if he didn't want to flash back to that time from the future, he wouldn't have blacked out in that moment and been able to remember it. Yeah, yeah. And possibly go home and tell his ma, um, Kaylee and Tommy's dad made a child porn with me in it. But because he went back there from the future. Yeah. So what dictates what? So as if he's a child having a blackout, it's because his adult self jumps his, into his child self. Yeah. But if he didn't jump into his child self, would he have blacked out at that moment and would he have remembered it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like a paradoxical... Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of that. Big time. So uh, he, he he goes to visit Kaylee in the in the cafe. Yeah. She gets mad. She goes home. She kills herself. And he gets a phone call from Tommy, the crazy brother. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. You, she, Kaylee killed herself. What did you say time. to her? So he's like, bollocks, I have to go back and fix that. So he's like, what point could I go back and stop that? So he goes back. He's like, hey, fuck bag. And like, this is to the father who's making the child porn. Exactly. Kaylee's dad, don't fucking touch Kaylee. And also Tommy's bad seed. You need to do something about him. Because he knows that he's going to grow up to be... A cunt. A cunt. So then they go back. He jumps forward and he ends up a sorority guy. She's a sorority girl. Tommy's a crazy motherfucker who tries to kill him. And then Ashton Kutcher ends up killing Tommy by accident. So gets sent this to is, prison. Like it's all... And this is what I was getting to. So what, that the first thing he changes... Has he, massive repercussions. Massive repercussions. But when he comes back, his life is perfect. He's in a fraternity. He's like the big man on campus. He's got the girl he was in love with when he was younger. Mm. Tommy is still... Because Tommy's been in both timelines now. Tommy was a scumbag. Yeah. Because he was getting half the abuse of his father. Because Kaylee was getting abuse and Tommy was getting abuse. Yeah. But then when he went, hey, fuck bag, don't touch your daughter no more. He focused it all on yeah. Tommy. Now, also, there is he, an element of tell, don't show in these explanations where Emmy Smart is like, oh my God, Tommy's, Tommy's gone out. Uh, I, I should have told you, he got out two weeks ago. Um, when we were young, do you not remember? Person I've been in a relationship yeah, forever. Yeah. Like, he, my dad <laughs> never touched me, but he just, it's like he focused it all on Tommy. Like, that's a real yeah. kind of MacGuffin-y behavior. But is Tommy much excuse. worse in this timeline, would you say? Yeah, way worse. Because he got all of it. That's the thing. He's got all of it, but I'd still say, because he's, he's still capable. Because either way, in the original timeline, we still know that when they were kids, he still, like, lit the dog on fire and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, well, he was getting interfered with, so he was acting out. I'm not saying it's that he didn't have his problems. I'm just saying that, like, I think that in the in the, the first big change Evan's character makes when he comes to the future, I don't think it's really that bad. Like, other than Tommy being a little bit worse than he was. I think if he hadn't hit him with the... With, if he just punched the head off him... Exactly. He just made he made one bad mistake. He hit him a rap with the baseball bat. Yeah. And 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 if, but if he hadn't done that, Tommy was would, would have gone to jail forever, and he would have had a lovely life. Yeah. So the idea that's all, the, it, the film already kind of falls apart because a little insignificant change didn't happen. It was actually a bit, he went back in time and he changed something massive. Yeah. And we came to the future. His life had changed quite a bit, but all for the better, really. Mm-hmm. And then just his own. It was his own aggression that ended up killing Tommy. And getting him done for manslaughter, yeah. I guess. So, so at that point, you should be like, ugh, this fucking movie is bullshit. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Straight away, yeah. But the thing is, there's an inevitability with it. Like, uh, he had already, as a kid, drawn the picture of the two white supremacist prison hmm. gang members who were trying to rape him. Because uh, after he went to prison, there was these lads called the Brotherhood who were like, 
he he gets landed in a uh, serious prison pretty quickly, doesn't he? Yeah, for a fella who's like still up for a court case. Yeah, he's waiting trial. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe that's how it works. I think didn't you go to like county jail when you're awaiting trial? I don't know. You know, you wouldn't go to state prison. You wouldn't go to a long term state prison. No, with like Aryan brother. Yeah, yeah. Members got serious quickly. Yeah, yeah. But it was like three months later, so maybe he did go through that whole thing, and they're like, "Well, listen, we have to." We can't. Your bail is too high. We can't. Uh, we can't keep you in county. So we we'll just yeah. send you off to stay prison. And maybe yeah, overpopulated yeah. county pr- jail uh, that day. Maybe some of your listeners or my listeners. Yeah, can yeah, maybe. Reach out to farmers. Probably but varies I, state to state. I, I would imagine so. I think that like Evan had that drawn of the pictures in the art class. Mm. At that point, I started to feel, yeah, this is a little bit MacGuffin-y because it gives him a good excuse to go back to that point, and it's like, yeah. It was very naturally introduced in the first act. That's like, come here. Evan's having problems. And I know your father was crazy. I know his father was like committed yeah. to a mental hospital and still is there. Um, Maybe Evan is going to have some problems coming coming up because he drew this crazy picture of murder. <laughs> now, here's the thing with that picture as well. I know that that's a pretty weird thing for a kid to draw. Yeah. It looked great though. It was it was fantastic. It was real for like what age was he meant to be when he done seven. Seven. Like I don't care how troubled my seven year old is, if they drew that, I'd be like, What well, this is going on the fridge. Yeah. I know this let's is... make this into a t shirt. Can we start can we start like a Fiverr account for you and get you to draw? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's loads of podcasts out there that would love to yeah, have you man, doing this, their cover. It's amazing artwork. No, I just think that like that was when it started getting a bit McGuffin and started falling apart. And the fact that it was Evan's own actions. It wasn't the butterfly effect that fucked him. It was his aggression. Yeah, yeah. It was his need to hold on to something great. Uh, he had his life together. He was having sex with Joanna, giving her like toe-numbing orgasms. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, I do like that even that becomes uh, crucial to the plot but later. That's, that's the thing, you see. Like, it, it didn't feel MacGuffin-y when she's like, oh my God, my toes are going Yeah, numb. no, it didn't. That so was just, that's what I mean. The yeah. butterfly effect, as far as movies go, left those little callbacks that are so satisfying all the way along. And almost all of them felt natural, genuine, in the right place, like tonally and all that stuff. Like it fit. It didn't. Nothing seemed out of place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that that one, as small as it is, is probably my favorite. Next yeah. to the, there is one that relates to the ending. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's it. That's a great one because I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah, me either. Until I watched it, and I was like, "This is bullshit. What the fuck? I'm in a simulation." <laughs> I'll tell you about that. <laughs> So so I just think like um it did start falling apart when he went off to prison and like coming back in time and, and doing the thing like the stigmata and all this stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um Which again though I did think that was clever though. He goes back clever? in time to yeah. when he's a kid, he draws that picture and then he injures him. It's like what he puts his hands through two spikes in yes. the classroom. But what I couldn't get over, and this is the this is the problem with how the time travel continuity was not consistent, right? Right. So if you go back in time and you, like, say some shit to, a, uh, like, your friend's dad. Mm. Like, if you, I don't know how many seven-year-olds in your life. I have a few nieces and nephews. Mm. Seven-year-olds say weird stuff. Yeah. So, like, a seven-year-old comes out and stands up to, like, a pedo who's making a video. How did that have enough gravitas in that pedo's life to never, ever, <laughs> like, like, he never touched the daughter again? And did she have enough, like, support structure in her life that was to be able to get into college, into a sorority, and have that go that way, and have her have such a successful life? 
and then have her brother be like a a deviant who got like institutionalized. Yeah, you see, because her dad was still a pedo. He was still a pedo. Because first of all, that clearly was not the first time he'd done this. No, that was the first time Evan was there. For yes, him. he was clearly doing this up until that of point. Course. So the damage was already done. And none of the other instances of her sexual abuse had any effect on her upbringing or yeah. her psychology at all. It seems. And even if for some reason this what this one night with Evan was the first time the father decided to do this and he stopped it, he was still an alcoholic. Yeah. They were still white trash. They were still yeah. living in a shithole. Yeah. So, you know, her life still would not have been... And what I find the, no, funniest, a lot of people no, what I find the funniest thing is from... that she grew up in a shithole town with Evan. Mm. And the two of them grew up together because he didn't have to leave. After that happened, he didn't have to leave because they didn't do all that fucking oh, shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. They didn't blow up the fucking woman and the baby. So how come the two of them ended up going to the same college... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not, yeah. it doesn't, how does that work? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a college that everyone would have gone to because he grew up in a different town. Yeah. Like, none of that shit makes any sense. Like, it was the same college, the same dorm rooms, the same characters, but Evan grew up in a different city, in a different town. Yeah. So how come they chose that college? All that time apart. Like, think, and like, I weird. Think specified weird. he moves out of state yeah, as well. Yeah, he goes so. out of state. So like, she traveled, like, both of them. It ends up being very localized towards Evan's experience and everybody else orbits around it. Like when they were jumping back and forth later on, uh, Thumper was replaced with Lenny at one point. Um, and Thumper and Lenny were like inter yeah, interchanging yeah. as the roommate. Like that all of these huge events in Evan's life resulted in like very particular and minor but awfully similar or Possibly interchangeable instances. Well, yeah. What I'm, uh, the point I'm trying to make is that he goes back in time and he says some words, yeah. sassy seven-year-old words to a pedophile that completely changes that pedophile's mentality. Yeah. Like, 100% protects Kaylee from ever getting touched but, by, his da- by her dad, right? Yeah. And when he jumps forward, it's changed his life so much that he ends up changing his whole character he's a frat boy now he's not like a a weirdo like morrissey fan kind of you know yeah well i can see why it would change him yeah and and her but both of them i'm saying are drastically changed yeah, so yeah. much right that he even changes character changes wardrobe changes music changes friends like everything has changed for him from that one event of standing up to that pedophile yeah. gave him a whole different the same seven-year-old stands up in the middle of class and goes, oh, Mrs. Beekman, or whatever her name was, and slams his two hands down on two letter spikes to give holes in his hand. And then when he comes back, he's in exactly the same jail cell, in exactly the same situation. The spikes thing, when he slams his hands on the spikes to make the stigmata, so that the Mexican guy in jail will save him with his strength. Because he's a religious religious dude. So Evan, that spikes thing, happens before even the timeline of the movie starts, because what we see the movie starts with the mother dropping him off at school and then the teacher is like, can I talk to you? Mm. The other day, Evan drew this picture. So it was already happening before that. If, if Yeah, because if Evan, in, a, in the timeline where Evan gets up during class, inflicts that much pain on himself, literally stabs both his stabs hands. Stabs himself, like self-harms. He, he's not allowed to go around to I don't Kaylee's think, house. I don't think he, I think they're going to start some serious psychological yeah. value. If he's self-harming that bad, like That's that, a really good point. That event of slamming his hands I feel so spikes. dumb for not picking up on that. Of that course. That makes That's no. where it all falls apart, bro. Like he slams his hands on the spikes. That's a lifetime of therapy, psychiatric drugs, mm. you know, uh, possibly, you know, moving away from 
the only reason they were living in that town is because the dad was in the fucking psychiatric hospital up the road. Yeah, yeah. See, and how come every fucking movie, every single town in America has a massive psychiatric hospital <laughs> <laughs> that's called like Sunnydale or, do you know, like... Fucking yeah, it's funny because I even looked this up for when we were doing the Bird Box episode. Mm. There's only something like... 80,000 people signed into mental institutions in America. It's like a really low number. So they have all these fucking like fortress castles of psychiatry and they're in every single town. Like they're in a pretty small town. Yeah. Where they're living, right? And there seems to be like Sunnydale Institution or something that was called. Like so they have a whole like, like there's a cat scan, there's an MRI machine in this fucking thing. Like that's, they're expensive. Like how do you have, (laughs) (laughs) my town in Wexford is like 20,000 people and we only got a cat scan machine like 10 years ago. You had to go, (laughs) To, <laughs> you have to go to Dublin to the capital city to get a CAT scan you know like so so what the fuck are they paying yeah, in, in the world where, town like, <laughs> during coronavirus there was doctors in American hospitals wearing like bin liner <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> with, with socks cut up put yeah. over their face so they don't catch corona like it's bullshit right so like he slams his hands on the spikes so like if you think about the logic of that timeline he would have slammed his hands on the spikes then healed his hands then still been going over to Kaylee's house and then still doing that blackout to go, hey, fuck bag. And still, like, do you think a kid at seven who who slams his hands onto two letter spikes will end up having the identical, <laughs> the identical uh, lifestyle and the identical life decisions that would lead him to end up being like a frat boy? No, and just, a girl? Like, that should that no. talk about butterfly effect. Like, if a seven year old child stabs themselves in their hands. You're like, okay, we need to fucking take care of you. Yeah. This is... Even just the nickname he'd have gotten alone would have yeah. ruined him. Like, he, he would have never had confidence again. Uh-oh. Even when he came... Even if he went off for a while, got some help, came back to school, people would remember that. Oh, that's the kid. I went to kindergarten with him. He stabbed himself. Think about the... Think about the... The psychological effects of being Evan. Where you're seven and you're suffering from these, like, inexplicable blackouts. And the mother is already worried about the blackouts. Why is this happening? Similar to what your father had. He had the same thing. Is it a neurological disorder? I don't know. We haven't got an MRI machine because it's only 1994 in our town. (laughs) So I'm just like hoping that you're not mental. He'd already had a knife Mm. at this point, you know. Uh, She's like, oh, he's a fucking weirdo. Can you imagine being Evan where he's like, la, 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 drawing a picture. And then the next thing. You black out, and so you get up and you slam your hands on two on two leather spikes, and then Ashton Kutcher jumps back into his future self. So you can you can imagine like coming back from a blackout, and you look down and there's two spikes in your hands. You're like, "What did I do? Yeah. Why did I do this?" Like that's a way more serious fucking thing to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Then like, hey, fuck bag. Like that's a conversation <laughs> yeah. between like three people. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because later on, <laughs> later on in the movie, he does an equally destructive thing. Because what, what he tries to figure out is that if I stop this explosion in this letterbox that kills a woman and her child, possibly I'd be able to save everybody. Yeah. So he jumps back to that same same scenario where they're about to film the, the kiddie porn. And he finds the giant firework that in the timeline of the movie was found six years later in exactly the same position if you remember Wait, so, say that again? so the timeline of the movie is at seven he, 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 he jumps back into his body at seven 
Oh, he sorry, searches through sorry, all the stuff mean, in the yeah, garage, yeah. finds in like a thermos, he finds this giant explosive. Yeah. That that sat in that thermos for six more years until Tommy found it when he was older. Yeah, yeah. Because so, they're like 15 when to put in the letterbox. Yeah. But we know it was there because we see it later. So how long, how long do fireworks last for? I don't think... I think that firework would be like dynamite. It would be starting to sweat, glycerin. Yeah, it wouldn't last And even last if it didn't, long. you'd be like, well, why? Because the father had the firework. And you'd be yeah. like, well, why would he have, why would he keep one firework in a thermos for eight years? He'd, yeah. he'd have used that for like 4th of July or whatever. Something. Use it for something. Or for the whole time, Tommy never found it. He just found it at 15 and doing, it sounds, it sounds weird, right? So he comes back, finds the thing, lights it, and he drops it. And then, a seven-year-old Kaylee picks it up and goes, ooh, a firecracker. And both of them go, Kaylee, no. And then he flashes forward and he's tied to a bed in a mental hospital yeah. for his whole life. Well, there is one jump before that. Yeah. Where he jumps back to the moment where it's put in the letterbox and oh. he just tries to stop it. <laughs> he blows his arms off. And he blows, which is a great scene. Best ever. When so, he wakes up and goes, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that's so his reaction's funny, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so in this timeline, he wakes up and he's missing... Both his arms. Is he, is he missing a, half of a leg, maybe? No, just no, both just his arms. just his arms. And everything's worked out. And his lip, and his lip some, somehow doesn't work, and he's grey, <laughs> and he's real sad. And everybody else's life is perfect. Yeah. Which is, it, it's a great scene that just seeing every, even Tommy, because Tommy, like, pretends to save the day in the... He saves the woman and, his, and her baby, and because... He got the joy of being able to save somebody. He turned to Christ and became a real good person. Yeah. And then Kaylee and Lenny, because like Evan didn't have any arms, so like no one's going to go out with anyone without arms apparently in this universe. Yeah. Uh, like his personality was totally negated because he didn't have arms. Exactly. Like how are you gonna how are you gonna awkwardly finger me in a forest if you only have <laughs> nubs, right? Um. So Len- Lenny and and. Which if I, was, if I was Evan after that, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I don't really want to save this girl anymore. Now that I know she was only into me for my arms. <laughs> what a bitch. Right? So then they all get together. Tommy, like, it seems like Evan's arms being blown off stopped Kaylee and Tommy's dad from being a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Do you know what I mean? Well, the causality no, in, is all wrong. But in that timeline, he's all, he he's already been molesting them for years. But he's gone back and stopped him. So does that mean... No, he hasn't gone back and stopped him. He hasn't gone back and stopped him. He jumped back to the moment where the timeline was normal up to the point where the thing was about to explode and he ran across the road. So he didn't go back and do anything. Every time he goes back, it resets. I don't think it does, though. I think it's like a saved game. Why would they be still doing the the blowing stuff up if if he had gone back and gone, hey, fuck bag, don't touch your daughter. Like, she was still in that state. Tommy was still fucked up. Tommy be more fucked up. Maybe you're getting more to a plot hole. That, like, why, why would they not? Hole. Why would they not use the firework though? Because they because the child porn thing didn't happen. Kids still like just blow shit up. Like, so I don't think in, that in the universe where he goes back and says, "Hey, fuck back! Don't touch your daughter." They have a totally different childhood because otherwise, the fucking slam your hands on the letter openers would have catapulted them off into an entirely different existence. But it didn't. When he snapped back, he was still in the cell, still with the Mexican guy. He had still he had still done all the stuff in the future. Is that not evidence there? Isn't it reset? No, because he, you only affect the things ahead of time. So if he had gone back to when he was seven years old and grown up into the reality that he was in, when he reads the notebook, he goes back to the earliest point wherever the notebook sends you. Yeah. So like, 
if he changed it at seven, everything after seven would be changed. But if he only changed it at 15, only everything after 15 would be changed. That everything up to that point that he changes it. But like, if so if he goes back and changes something when he was seven, yeah. and then he comes back, he's in this new timeline. Yeah. When he go, when if he, he goes u- back to 15... Every time, every time he uses the notebook, he goes back to a reset reality. But he's... Because but, he did it already. He went well, back he's to lived the, from seven to 15. He went so, back to the time when he was filming the porno two times. Yeah. And well, the that, second d- time d- he went back, it was like the first time it never happened. Oh, I know. That's a reset. Seven, if you go back to when you were seven twice, then you're resetting the first one. Yeah. But he went back when he was seven. Yeah. Changed that timeline. Yeah. Then when he's 15, he goes back to the firework incident. Yeah. So he still lived a life between seven and 15. That, that version of it, the 15-year-old Evan he goes back to still lived that lifestyle. But think about so, all the events leading up to them going to put the firework into the letterbox. But they, but they clearly... How can you have exactly the same scenario? I'm not saying it makes sense. It's still a massive plot hole. That's what I'm saying. But, the, the, the saying we, but it's not movie. a reset, though. The point is it's not a reset because he still went back to when he was seven. He still changed that timeline. And then he goes back to when he was 15. Those, those years in between still happen the same way. So well, it's I, not a reset. It is because if you go back to where he goes, hey, fuckbag, don't touch your daughter anymore. Right? That's the reality he's gone back to. Don't touch your daughter anymore. And then as that reality plays out, both of them have a perfect life. Yeah. And they end up in college. So that means if that reality continued on, they wouldn't have blown up a woman and her daughter because that would fuck up their perfect life. That was the point that their life got fucked up. So that never happened in that reality. So when he jumped back to that when he was 15, it was exactly the moment from the original. Every time he jumps back, it's the original timeline. When he jumps back and goes, hey, fuck back, don't touch your daughter anymore. They have an idyllic life. There is no explosion. There is no firecracker. That doesn't exist. It shouldn't. It doesn't exist. Right, sure, okay. if it did exist, they wouldn't be all, like, she wouldn't have gone to college. She'd be fucked up in the head like she was. Lenny would be in a fucking mental hospital. But he's not. Because when he comes back after doing that, hey, fuck bag, the, 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 Lenny, is out of, Lenny is out of the hospital and the two of them are riding in the bed beside him. Well, that, okay, so if that's the case, we have, what is it that changes between the father and the two kids. I don't know. That's, that's the that's the plot hole. It's not like it's not like what part changes when Evan goes back. It's the it's the attitudes of people like he said he went back in time, blew off his arms and still the two kids had an idyllic childhood. Yeah, even though they had already been abused for 8 years at that point. Yes. Assuming that that was the first night as but, well. But if your theory holds true it means he wouldn't be abusing her at all. He'd be p- putting it all on yeah. Tommy. And so Tommy went to save that woman, even though he'd been doubly abused and turned out to be a mad Christian. That wouldn't happen. Yeah. Okay, so do the rules change twice completely? So there's... This, twice. Uh, so the yeah. scene where, where he goes back and puts his hand through the spikes... It negates it's not everything re- after it's that. It's not a reset there, but it's a reset in... Am I right there? It, sh- it, it should... Be, like, it should have skewed off into a new timeline, yeah. but didn't. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So they complete. They just completely changed the rule twice in like half an hour period. Yeah, it was a MacGuffin to get to get dots on his arms so the so the, yeah. the Mexican guy would protect him. Yeah, but the fact that he's still in prison just by doing that makes no sense. No sense. Yeah. Well, I think the movie's flawed just by the name of it by by the name the butterfly effect because they clearly don't even know what the butterfly effect in chaos theory actually means. No, they're supposed to be like tiny events that cause big waves. Yeah. So these are massive these life are- events that cause like. Tiny little course changes on a on a university prospectus. On on the grand scale of things, what happens to like a random college student 
is really insignificant in the grand scheme of things. What I wonder is how Lenny and Kaylee can end up in the same room as Evan in like three different universes. <laughs> like how and do they what, always in, th- in one of them the only difference is it's flipped. Yeah. <laughs> he's on he's got the, he's other, on the bed. other bed. I think they were saying like should we have him in the same bed three times? But like one of the times he has no arms. Do you know? Yeah. He goes to kill himself. That's the saddest part. He's like, okay, everybody else is okay. I need to go. Yeah. And I guess that's a little bit of foreshadowing there of yeah. the type of person he is. The timelines are fucked. I will I will grant you that. Like there's no rhyme or reason. But that time when he jumps back to lose his arms, that's that's a that negates everything before and changes the timeline. Right. Like if we're talking about Back to the Future rules, they've got it all wrong. Like everything in Back to the Future matters. Yeah. Every every action has a has a knock on effect properly, and that that's the way it should be in a time travel movie. Yeah, yeah. But this I don't think is true time travel. I think this is like perspective psychology or whatever. Yeah, it's a, but you could watch it. I can't remember if I taught this when I was originally watching it, but rewatching it for this episode, I was thinking like, oh, I can see how somebody watching could think, oh, he's just mental. Yeah, it's, it's that's the twist is he's going to be in an institution yeah, like his dad. All, yeah, and yeah. that's why I like the whole first half or the whole first third because it's building up this whole thing of like his dad's crazy. He's having blackouts. Might he be crazy? He's imagining this shit. And then one thing he does ends up being like bu, 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 changes the whole universe of him, yeah. puts him into college. And that's at the exact halfway point in the movie. If he had stopped before he killed Tommy. He wouldn't have been in jail and everyone yeah. would have been hunky-dory. Well, Tommy would have still been a crazy motherfucker, but he would have been in jail. Yeah, I feel like Tommy, I know he had a worse life in this timeline, but I yeah. feel like he was going that way anyway. If he was if he was lighting a dog on fire and shit, like, yeah. that's Jeffrey Dahmer shit, you know? Yeah. I don't think there is there any coming back for, from that. I mean, if you're killing small animals, yeah, probably you're going to have a bad time later on. Yeah. But I think what, what the trick the movie plays on people is that, like, Okay, now everything's fine. Oh no, wait a minute. This person has a shit time. Yeah. So with that with that blown off arms timeline, he thought like if I kill myself, everything everybody else is fine, it's all good. And then Tommy saves him and brings him to see his ma who's dying of lung cancer. Yeah. And he's like, Oh no, because I blew my arms off, you smoked like forty cigarettes a day and now you have lung cancer and you're gonna die, so I ruined your life, so I have to go back and change it. And then we find out. That's the moment we find out because he goes, I can go back, I can save you. I can go back and change it. And the mother is like, you sound just like that black kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. She's like, That's exactly what she says. <laughs> yeah. She sounds, she, you sound like just like your father. Your father used to do that stuff. And we start finding out like, oh my God, this is a, this is a congenital, I'm a bit lightheaded now after all that breathing. <laughs> uh, this is a congenital defect where this family yeah. can genetically pass on this time travel thing and all you need is some kind of visual MacGuffin like a photo album or a notebook <laughs> right it's a genetic thing yeah so he goes back to his dad and he's like tell me what to do how can I fix it and the dad ends up nearly choking him to death yeah like that's a needs... that's a weird he says like I, I was hoping this would end with me yes which also suggests that his father had it and his father before him well in, in the director's cut can we talk about the director's yes, cut yeah, now yeah. in the director's cut Evan finds a file in the attic in his home that has his grandfather's name and how he was committed to a mental hospital. Mm. And he had all this. Grandpa had it as well. And dad. 
hmm, and it shows that it's a congenital condition. Yeah, yeah. And the director's cut also has an extra scene where Evan and his mom are having dinner and they end up going to a, a psychic, psychic medium. And the psychic medium is like, ah, you're not supposed to exist. You have no timeline. You have no soul. And, yeah, uh, and, yeah. No and, lifeline. No lifeline, that's it, that's it. You have no soul. You are not meant to be here. <laughs> very, very harsh. Super f- <laughs> foreshadowing, right? I was like, I was like, I don't remember that. Now, I'll tell you a little story. I watched The Butterfly Effect many times, stoned, years ago. <laughs> Got it on DVD, tells a six or seven. Watched the fucking shit out of it. Loved it. I was like, oh, timelines, time travel, yeah. Right? Delighted. Yeah. Thought it was real funny. Watched it like in 2015 or 2016. I downloaded it from the internet. And I was like watching it going, oh, this is cool. This is cool. Hang on. That's a weird thing. I've never seen that. Holy fuck the shit. Oh, okay. And there was an extra bit. And I was like, is that? Because I haven't watched it about eight years or so. Is, was that in the original movie? Well, I was stoned. So maybe I, I was, I forgot it. <laughs> Made up your own movie. Made up an extra bit. And then the fucking end of the movie blew my mind. Because I was like, this is Mandela effect to the maximum. Right. Well, I suppose we're kind of up to the end then. It's nearly up to, I don't want to, like, let's spoil it because it's a fucking 16 year old movie. Nobody's going to be listening. Who's listening to this without, like, (laughs) watching it or even, like, if if they're listening this far, they don't care. Yeah. But we'll also actually just with the the scene with the medium, the mask storms out because she finds it weird. Yes. And that's where she says, she's talking to Evan, she's like, it's just that before I had you, I had two stillbirths. Yes. Which is weird that he didn't know that prior. But anyway. I mean, it's not something that, People need to share, I guess. Or you don't need to, but I no. imagine, like, if you're an only kid and you're maybe that would have came up before. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. But anyway, she she says it to him then, and you're like, oh, I wonder, I wonder, has that got anything got to do with anything? And it's a nice little. It's kind of like, oh, that's an extra thing I, I never knew. Yeah. And then it ties itself up beautifully at the end. Do you want to tell it? Uh, you you tell it. Okay. So like, the ending of the movie has Evan using his dad's skill with. His dad's talent, we're looking at pictures, or film, mm. is the catalyst for his time travel. And so this is why he's institution. Evan's now institutionalized because he killed uh, Kaylee when he was a kid with the yeah, firework. he got the firework and he's in this institution. He can't get out. And he, uh, but, but, but this is the, this is the fucking... This is the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> well, he's pushed his mic out. He's... <laughs> this, is, this is the shit that fucking incenses me. So when he's over in the porn house... And he gets a firework and lights it in the road. Like, Ooh, a sparkler. When he flashes forward, he's tied to a fucking table and he has like Rod Stewart hair and yeah. a big long beard and he's running like a, a, a maniac up the hall, right? <laughs> that was enough to get him put in an institution from seven. Yeah. Like he's institutionalized at seven. Like, like the fucking two cons to kill Jamie Bulger got to get out at 18 and go live their life twice one twice. Of them went back in one, and came back out again one lad that's three times oh true okay he's in an institution forever after doing that at seven and yet there are zero consequences for slamming your fucking hands onto two letter spikes yeah like in, in kindergarten i mean you would imagine the father kaylee's father told a few fibs about what actually went down in that basement yeah how do you explain that you had a camera and the two children had no clothes on and like it's... Well, he pro- you see, he probably moved the bodies and then it was probably like... The story was probably that Evan brought the firework. 
I mean, and we, can only, we can only speculate. We can, but I would assume, like, he, he, you definitely know he was going to lie to the police yeah. about what uh, happened. I would so I can well. see, like, make it would sound more like a heinous so crime. The pedo dad would put the put the murderous impetus onto Evan and get him institutionalized. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, I'll take. It. But I still think that you're right. Like, he would have not been. He's he was still seven, so he would have been treated very different. I than, would imagine. Yeah. So, so he's trying to get back. He ends up going back. Now, there are four different endings to this movie, mm. right? Uh, the ending that I had, and and, it le- and the director's cut, it leads up like all four options. Yeah, yeah. In the pre, in the in the pre, in the preamble in the movie, like there are parts that you're like, oh, that. So the version that I had watched didn't have the psychic medium, didn't have the stillbirths information, didn't have any of this kind of stuff. The version that I watched was when Evan goes back and gives a a shard of metal to Lenny and says, when we get to the junkyard, make sure you cut the rope off the bag and let Crockett, the dog, out of the bag, the one that Tommy was trying to burn. Mm, I forgot this was one of the... This is one of the timelines. Yeah. So Lenny, instead of cutting the bag, because... Tommy was convinced to open the bag and let the dog out. Yeah. And then he fucking stabs him in the back and kills him like a dickhead. Yeah. It's like, what are you at, Lenny? You dope. He let the dog go. He told you exactly. Like, he gave you very specific Very specific instructions. instructions. The dog was gone. Why'd you stab him? Right? That's on Lenny. That's, that's definitely fucking, on Lenny. That's a Lenny problem. It's like, sorry, Lenny. Right? And when he goes to see Lenny in the future, Lenny's like, you knew I'd do this. Yeah, you knew something big was going to happen that day. You should be where I am. And then ironically, in the next iteration of the timeline, yeah. he was where he was, right? So. At, 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 when he goes back to the future after that timeline, Kaylee had been like uh, heavily abused by her father and ran away at 15 with a bunch of seem, seemingly like sketchy dudes in a van. Yeah. Got tricked out and turned into a prostitute. And then Evan goes to try and find her and she has a big scar on her face and all this kind of stuff. And She's uh, horrible. Yeah, it's it's very it's, it's disturbing. It's a really depressing scene, actually. Like very. seeing some because you're seeing what you've seen what she's like in the other timelines. Just seeing how somebody could become yeah that her greatest potential was like the sorority college girl and stuff. And then this is the it, it, like antithesis of that. Yeah. Right? So they're in the cafe and she's telling him like, I remember I only stayed with my dad who's a fucking dirty pedo. I only stayed with him because I fancied you when I was seven, and when my parents got divorced, I got the option to stay with you or stay with my dad or stay with my ma and I chose my dad because I wanted to be near you and Evan is like oh my god when I have no arms I'm going to kill myself in the bath over this right <laughs> so the end of the movie that I saw in like 2006 or 7 when I was watching it was Evan under the table watching the future change and he jumps back to like some home movie where he goes up to Kaylee and goes I fucking hate you and I'm going to kill your whole family and she decides to live with her mother and everything is cool mm. and that's it and I'm like, that's not a great payoff. <laughs> that's not a great payoff, but at least everyone's safe. Yeah, yeah. You don't all hang out together. Tommy doesn't have a, a firework. You don't blow up the thing. Lenny is cool, like all that stuff. How come we didn't go to college with Lenny? Like, yeah. you know, Lenny was in college in three different timelines. Like, why not in this one where he wasn't having sex with Kaylee, right? And um, and then it, it cuts us like, uh, what is it, 2012? So it's like eight years, eight years later. And Ashton Kutcher is walking through New York. Now, bear in mind, right, the movie was made in 2004, and this is the fucking thing I couldn't get over. <laughs> it's 2012 now. Facebook is around. Are you trying to tell me that a fella who 
who had a who had an inkling at the start of the movie to go, oh, I remember a girl I used to live with, drove potentially hundreds of miles back to the original hometown that he was from, not once, not twice, but three times in the movie to go see uh, Lenny in the mental hospital, to go visit Lenny's house in another timeline when he wasn't in a mental yeah, hospital, yeah. and then to go and see uh, Kaylee in the cafe. Like, how far away did he move? Do you know? How many how many hours did he have to drive to get back to his original hometown, right? <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking inexplicable. And uh, so he... <laughs> Oh yeah, the end of the day. Yeah. So, so he's twel- in like New York or somewhere. Now. It's twelve years later. He's in New York. It's two thousand twelve, bro. It's two thousand twelve. <laughs> when you Facebook mentioned Facebook, around. I thought you were going to say why he didn't like buy stock in Facebook early on. <laughs> I was like, are you going, are you criticizing the movie for not predicting Facebook? Well, that's what the, the Butterfly Effect Two was about. It was about manipulating the stock market, right? Yeah. But like, it's two thousand twelve, and he passes her in the street, and she turns around and goes, "That looks like the kid that." That looks like the kid that, that like, told me to fuck off at a party when I was seven, right? <laughs> and he turns around and he's like, oh, you look good. You're not a prostitute. You don't have a scar on your face. All right, cool. Your dad potentially still might have molested you before you got to move in with your ma. But you worked Could it out. Could have been why they got a divorce. Yeah, you worked it out. And now you're a girl in the city in a white suit. Fair play to you. And, and he just walks up. Like, I was saying, when we were watching, me and Claire were watching, I was going, Claire, it's 2012. Are you trying to tell me that that cunt did not look her up on Facebook and send her a message at any point and go like, hey, what's the crack? Uh, I love you from another dimension. Uh, do you want to go out? <laughs> That's how I start every t- every Tinder message. Yeah. I love you from another dimension. It's a great line, bro. <laughs> it's a great line. You could see it's like, well, you could try and use that. You know, I have this condition where, where I time travel. We actually, we're married in another timeline. Do you know what, man? I think if she's a nerdy girl, she might fall for it. Maybe. maybe. Girls out there listening, would you fall for that? Something <laughs> like that. Get at, at Disaster Artist on Twitter, send Johnny a DM if you're, <laughs> if you're into some time travel play, right? So why didn't you look her up on Facebook? Why didn't he never thought to contact her for eight years? Well, I mean, the movie was made in 2004, so we can't criticize him. Criticize it for him not looking her up on Facebook. But even at that, why, why when he went well, no, back, Why didn't he just... Give her a chore, an email. Like. If she's the love of his life, like across all sorts of timelines and universes, the amount he did for her, mm. why wouldn't he try and like at, at some point over that whole time, like look her up and, and see I, I the deal? Tommy, just, she she moved with her mom because with Tommy. Her. So presumably he he ended up quite balanced and normal as well. Yeah, but why did I wonder in the original timeline where she has said that she stayed because of Evan? Why did Tommy... St- Tommy didn't get a choice? Tommy didn't get a choice, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's messed up. It's, 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 so, I, so I'd say Tommy still is messed up. Because if he's just not even given a choice where he gets to... If his sister gets to the side yeah, where he's he not lives, getting interfared with. Well, that's... When he's living with his ma. That's probably a plus, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which seems to be the catalyst for it all. And that's the end that I got. And he walks right. away and I'm like, okay, well, I'm left still with a lot of questions. Like, why he didn't look her up and all this kind of stuff. But fuck it, it's 2012. Nobody has any iPhones. They're all still on the Zach Morris, you know, Saved by yeah, the Bell, yeah, big yeah. chunky phones, right? The fucking ending, that's the director's cut ending, caught me by surprise in like 2015 or 2016. And I'd already done a show on the Mandela Effect and I was like, this is an alternate universe. <laughs> what the fuck? I watched the movie, and at the point where I thought he was going to go back to the party to tell Kaylee, I fucking hate you and kill all your family and all. I thought that was what was going to happen. Yeah. But instead, it was a home video made by the dad of his mother about to give birth. 
right? Mm-hmm. She's going, she's in labor. She's being wheeled into the room and she's like laughing and joking and whatever, right? And then all of a sudden the doctor goes, oh no, we're losing the heartbeat. He was doing like an ultrasound. Like you don't do, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's. You don't, you're not doing an ultrasound at birth. Like it's fucking bullshit, right? The whole scenario. In in the waiting room. Like. And what happens is the the kid, the Evan baby inside her womb is killing himself by wrapping his own umbilical cord around his neck. Yeah. She even, when she starts screaming from the pain, she says, it's happening again. It's happening again. I was thinking when there were, and Claire was thinking, when we were rolling them up the hall, when she was ro- being rolled up the hall, for a woman who had already had two stillbirth babies, would she be as jolly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is the crucial point she, where shit was going she down. She even said that she expected, she when she talked to Evan in the future timeline, she says... Uh, about how scared she was that she'd lose him too. Yeah. And that's why I called you my miracle baby. Yeah. But yeah, then the flashback, well, doesn't look like you were thinking that. You weren't really stressed out about (laughs) possibly having a third stillbirth. You were laughing and joking. No, I mean, that's a judgment. Yeah. It could have been a coping mechanism. Exactly. Yeah. Because they do say that you want to be positive, that can affect. Of course. So yeah, maybe. If you're stressed out, your babies like choke themselves with their umbilical cords. That's the (laughs) rules of time travel. (laughs) So the fucking child kills himself and, and nothing happens and it just fades to black and that's the end of the film. Well, it shows... But, but, but sorry, it shows a, a, a flash of a load of stuff that happens. Like everyone has a great life. Yeah. And it also shows a flash of his mother having another baby with a different father. Yeah. Which is the confirmation that this time travel but disease was... It's congenital defect passed down from grandfather to father to son. Because she had another baby with another ki- another guy. Yeah. That obviously wasn't a time traveler or whatever. Now also, why this ending doesn't work too, though? Why? If you actually abide by the rules of chaos theory and the butterfly effect. Well, not why it doesn't work, but why there's no reason it should. Because now that Evan doesn't exist, Kaylee meets an entire different group of friends. She could easily stay in town for somebody else. Yeah. Like him, him completely wiping himself out of the type timeline doesn't that shouldn't change anything really? Well, it would change. It takes away his responsibility, but well, not the ramifications. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's so much that could have happened yeah. in all of these different universes, but it just seems like a certain set. Uh, look, that movie could have been nine hours long with all the different permutations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, you could have it like that. What <laughs> what I want to know is why would the butterfly effect two? <laughs> Did they make it be about a guy who gets in a has a has a head injury and uses his time travel? Not even it's not even time travel. It's almost like sending thoughts. It's not the same. It's not the same powers that Evan had. It's a totally different thing, and he just uses it to become good at finance, and it ends up being in a fuck. It's like a it's like a heist movie. Yeah, about about a like a dude who makes like a bad deal with like a dodgy businessman, and the amount of money is only two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. There's people getting killed over two. Oh, is that it? That's all it's about. See, I didn't. I made it through maybe forty minutes of it. And oh, I was it's like, bullshit. This is, man. There's no way I can. It's uh, fucking bullshit. It's a. It's a. It's a. Now I watched it's an all affront of to the first one. Yeah, and you watch Tree as well. I watch Tree as well. What do you think of Tree? It is. Infinitely better than two, I would say. Yes, 100%. It's still crap. Dirt. But like, better, at least it's well shot. Yeah. As in, not well, like it's... It it's looks better. Perfectly serviceable. Butterfly Effect 2 looks like those um, those pornos that used to be on Channel 5 on a Friday night. That's exactly it. It was made and shot in a way that's like a TV movie 
that you're meant to pull your pudding to and never ever watch the end of. That's it. You come home like from a school disco yes. on a Friday night with you're the raging horn. <laughs> you're flicking through the channels. The you bluest of balls. And like it's almost like seeing something that poorly shot. That was your signal that okay, there might be some tits in this. Exactly. It had a sheen <laughs> of potential boobage. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is any. I got to the 40 minute mark and I was like, hang on a second, we've got Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that the butterfly effect when it jumped into 2012 didn't take into account, yeah. internet porn. But the butterfly effect three elements were so well done and looked a whole lot better. It looked like an actual movie. It looked like a proper movie. The butterfly effect two looked like a cheap porno. And when there's a point in the middle where he, he is at a business meeting with his new boss in like the third timeline that he creates, like it's, I wouldn't even, t- I wouldn't even give it the fucking, the consideration to try and take it apart. There's, a, there's about three minutes of a sex scene that should have had tits in it, <laughs> where he jumps in in the third timeline, as at a meeting with his boss, but he doesn't know what's going on, so he's calling him like Mister Callahan. He's like, Mister, <laughs> that's cute, and he goes into the jacks, and then you're the fucking. The boss's wife follows him in, and she's all like, "How you doing, soldier?" And and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" Oh, okay, so he just know he's having an affair with exactly, her in this timeline, exactly. Right. And she's like, "Why are you playing all coy?" And he rides her in the sink in the public bathroom. And at that point, it really felt like I was like reaching, reaching for my belt because <laughs> it was really like flashback to Friday Night Channel Five, like yeah. softcore porn movies. And it was, uh, I, I swear to God, Johnny, three and a half full minutes. Oh, you know those sex scenes where where the guys they don't actually have sex, but they just like clench the muscles oh, yeah, in yeah, their yeah. shoulders a bunch for right. a full three and a half minutes. But three and a half minutes, you'd, you'd be grateful of that back in the day. I mean, three and a half minutes with tit on a Friday night in a porno, like a sex movie. <laughs> that's exactly the right amount of time. Yeah. In this movie, there was no tit, none, no nudity at all. Why would you have a three and a half minute soft core porn sex scene? In a feature film that has absolutely no purpose to the plot or no even like visual pornography. The definition of which is like nudity for nudity's sake. Mm. Like it's not an art form or whatever. But it just felt like the pacing is so weird. The story is so weird. that completely threw out all the techniques of the time travel. It was like a financial heist crime movie. You know, with a layer of time travel on top for the crack. And Butterfly Effect 3 was like a true crime murder movie in the vein of... Something like um, Gothica. Yeah. Where yeah. you didn't know who the murderer was. And, you know, the, the big and reveal it, ended up being it was your man's fucking sister. And they leaned more into it being a horror movie almost. It was like, a horror there, movie. There's yeah. elements of Saw and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the rules completely changed. Like now he can just like, he can just time travel for extended periods. Like he can just go and hang around. And wear the worst wigs I've ever seen <laughs> yeah. in a feature film. <laughs> Like it was one of those, you know, those lads that have like the Scottish, uh, Scottish cap, like a tar- <laughs> yeah, cap, yeah. and it has like red hair out the back of it that you buy in a pound shop when you go on holidays in and Ireland. Why did they make it like he's meant to be traveling back like ten years or something? Like they make it a ridiculous time jump, and it's just like a, it, it's now a man, same in, dude, a forty-year-old meant to be like an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, it's like Matt Dillon in in, in Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. It's like you were supposed to be eighteen, you're thirty-two, and it has like the the angry black policeman yeah like it starts off where he's like helping the police solve crimes with his his fucking time travel skills you're like dude what the what the fuck are you talking about time and it it turns out yeah it's time cop it turns out 
that he saved his sister from a fire when they were young. And now it took all the emotional beats of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the movie, you find out, because you'll never watch it, and I wouldn't recommend it, I'm no. spoiling this motherfucker. We find out that the person who's killing people wearing, like, a bag over their head, like, it's turned into a serial killer, yeah. like, Saw-type movie. One of the kills is excellent. A barmaid, who who we've already seen her breasts. So you <laughs> This know, one actually delivered. This one had tit, full tit, right? Two, I think. Was it two? Well, I'm, I'm they come in pairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, 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 it was, you know, in a horror movie of this caliber, that if you are in any way nude or had sex at any point, it follows the scream laws of horror movies mm. where you must die. So this woman was a bartender and the main character is suspected to be the murderer. So when he leaves the bar, the actual murderer comes in. Your one puts up her hand to protect herself and she get, they come along and they saw it off with like a, like a, you know those electric knives that you cut the turkey with at Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. right? Cuts off her finger and her finger flies across the room and presses the on button on the stereo, <laughs> her severed finger, and it plays like some soundtrack that your one cuts her up to for like 90 seconds of this like <laughs> gruesome like bloody murder for 90 seconds with a soundtrack is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So you find out that this overpowered, like super strong, skillful, stealthy murderer ends up being this guy's sister. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, he just lets her die in the fire. And I'm like, that's the same as Ashton Kutcher's character killing himself in the womb. It's like you, it's, you stop the problem before it starts. Yeah, yeah. And it's of course, it's the, the sister can jump too. So she's essentially been jumping to the same points and killing every woman. That can has, she jump too, yeah? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the reveal. She can jump. And so she's essentially been killing all his girlfriends because she wants. She even, she uh, tries it on. When she, he uh, gets caught in a bear trap. And she tries to like lob in a, a kiss on him. Dirty. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why they went that route, but it's fucking weird. It's man. terrible. Terrible. It is still somehow miles and miles better than the second one. Uh, not somehow. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Somebody had production but still, value. In but it, like. but yeah, it's still crap. But what's amazing to me? So Butterfly Effect came out in two thousand four. Mm. Butterfly Effect two straight to DVD. Two thousand six. And then two thousand nine. Yeah. A year after the Marvel Cinematic Universe started. Yeah, Butterfly Effect 3. Revelations. Who who was asking for it, though? Like, who, what studio was like, yeah, we need to get out of Butterfly Effect 3? That's the thing I think that was just like, and I think you said it to me earlier on, it was just a script that was like a crime thriller. And they needed some kind of supernatural or sci-fi aspect mm. to be able to fulfill the fact that the guy's sister can travel through time and they're like, oh, I remember something about Butterfly Effect. Let's just make, like, the third one yeah. of those. And it was a real kind of, like, it was written at the at the corporate meeting table. Yeah. That's where the title was put in. And yeah, like, it could have been, somebody could have wrote that script on spec and it actually been, like, there, there could have been a time machine in it. Like a standalone a, movie. Yeah, whatever, and yeah. then they were like, you know, that might cost a, a lot to have a, a time machine, but you know what, if we just... Make it in Make the man's it, imagination. Yeah, and yeah. we can call it Butterfly Effect 3, problem solved. I'm sure the Butterfly Effect franchise was pretty cheap to buy at that point because Butterfly Effect 2 had tanked the stocks. I think we, we should uh, we should uh, start a GoFundMe to buy the rights. I, I'm not starting any more GoFundMe for any more video <laughs> projects right now. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It's, it's, one of those, it's one of those things that it could have been so brilliant. Like a sequel, using that, using that very specific, like set of skills and circumstances like where he can he reads the notebooks like think about this in the director's cut ending which fucked up my life Johnny 
like I thought I was living in a, in a simulation. The Mandela effect had me hard. You thought you butterfly affected something. I thought I I thought something had changed in the fabric of the universe that gave me the ending of a movie I'd watched twenty times and never heard of an alternative ending too. Mm. Never heard of an alternative ending. So I'm watching this and I'm like, watch this, watch this, watch this. What the fuck? Like, and it turned out that yeah. the baby killed itself in the fucking womb, right? Which explained, like, the other two stillbirths. I was like, oh, my God. So, like, genetically, genetically, the children of this man who is in the mental asylum, they are predestined to have this butterfly mm. effect uh, skill. Yeah. And twice before Evan, in two separate full lives lived, the only option that that human had was to jump back into its own womb and kill itself. I believe that that movie was telling us two times mm. that, that both of the first two children that they conceived had tri- had, yeah. had been born, lived a life, something terrible had happened, yeah. and they'd eventually jumped and jumped and jumped and went back through all the permutations, and the only option was, I have to go back and kill myself in the womb. Yeah. That's a really fucking extreme scenario to happen three times in a row. Yeah, well, couldn't they... Two, those two brothers could have even been alive at the same time. Exactly. One could have been seven and the other was a teenager when he went back to kill. And, and both of them were suffering from blackouts. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do something like that? Like, with the Saw franchise, they were able to go back over and relive certain scenarios yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Why couldn't you have an alternative timeline butterfly effect? where a bunch of other stuff would happen and they, and they could come in to have an extra character. Yeah, even if you couldn't get Ashton Kutcher, just like have a new actor that looks vaguely like him and you could just do a... Hire everybody the same except Ashton Kutcher and have a different actor. And people are like, this is very similar to the first one, but have it be entirely different. Or what I had said, why not have a fucking prequel that tells the dad's story? Because the dad, the timeline mm. that we were introduced to the father who's in this mental asylum, that was when his story stopped. That was like the last part. He Like Ashton Kutcher was stuck. Yeah, he was yeah. coming up, like Evan was coming up to the doctor going, where's my journals? But because he had blown up the child at seven years of age, he actually didn't get to write any journals, so he had nothing to take him back. Yeah. So like the dad had done that. The dad had got stuck in the universe and he ended up in a mental hospital. He didn't have his photo album. So like tough shit, you're stuck. But think of all the other permutations but, of all the other universes that he could have lived to get there, and he could have played it through the seventies and eighties because yeah. that's when he was a young guy. Yeah, yeah. Think about butterfly effect but, in the seventies because you wouldn't have mobile phones, you wouldn't have like the internet, you wouldn't have all the stuff that mm. makes. Think about all the movies in the nineties. How many movies that were premised in the nineties? The whole plot could be unravelled if it was set in two thousand and ten. Because a mobile phone somebody was the crux a of text. it. Yeah. Like, phew, that's it. Most horror movies. Like, think about that shit, yeah. right? Screen, yeah, Scream couldn't have happened, right? Uh, the call is coming from literally anywhere because there's <laughs> mobile phones. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, <laughs> that's a great line in Scream when they're interviewing one of the suspects. Like, what's a kid like you doing with a cellular phone? <laughs> <laughs> Live my life, motherfucker. But here, this is the thing. Sorry, sorry, just because it popped into my head. So do you think the father as well? Did he film everything? The, but he did the the birth in particular. Was that did he film that to leave it for Evan? P- possibly. I really think like why like he knows, but he didn't know that Evans. He didn't know that Evans' skill would be re- like restricted to like the written word in these journals. How would he know that pictures wouldn't be the same trigger for Evan? How did he? Sorry, say that again. How did how would the dad know or not know 
that pictures wouldn't be the trigger for everybody who had this thing. So he was like, I'm going to take as many pictures as possible. I'm going to film as much like video as possible. Because if my kids have this curse slash talent, because my dad had it, why not uh, make it so that like he can have something to jump back to? He didn't know that it was journals that would trigger it. You see, it seems like though, for for Evan, it seems like everything can, like journals can trigger it and video can trigger it. Yeah, but he only finds out video can trigger it in a moment of desperation at the end of the movie. Yeah, but like, so, I need something. So I feel like he just didn't know that. But I think the father, maybe both triggered it to the father. Yeah. So I assume the father was just working on the assumption that video would trigger it for Evan. Maybe Evan was just a little late figuring that out. Or maybe we could do a fucking prequel <laughs> we, starring the dad where he realized that he doesn't need a visual trigger, that he can just think about it and go back himself. Yeah. Because if anything can trigger it, like Evan found out that films can trigger it. Yeah. Why not let that be the case? And then the third movie is the fucking prequel of the grandfather who's doing time travel <laughs> shit in like Vietnam. And like he goes back, maybe the grandfather is the lad that shot JFK in the fucking 60s. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Butterfly effect. He was going back to try and stop awful things happening in the 60s like the assassination of JFK, the assassination of Bobby Kennedy, the assassination of Martin Luther King, or maybe the decisions that the grandfather made ended up with the assassinations of these very famous people. Right, yeah, yeah. Which And that, that'd be more like what, what, that should be what the butterfly butterfly effect is. A hundred percent. Like, like 22, 11, 63. Did you ever watch that? The Stephen King? Yes. Yeah, yeah. With, with, with um, James uh, Franco. James Franco. Uh, fucking brilliant. And that's great. exactly, I think that's like. That's a, J- a great show. That's a JFK also, version of the butterfly effect. That's a great show be- and, and book because you read it, you read the plot synopsis and you're like, a man discovers a portal in his diner, in a, in a, Pressing his it's so, diner, it's so like, King, this like, the stupidest thing I've yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. But man, it works. It totally works. But it's like it's like butterfly effect, JFK. Yeah, and that. But that's the problem with the butterfly effect as a film. So, like an example, when he goes back and he blows himself up and he wakes up with no arms, that's not what like chaos theory is. It should be that he goes back and blows himself up, and then in the future blows off his arms. So in the future timeline, what happens is fireworks were banned in that state as a result of that yeah, accident yeah, 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 yeah. some guy who was working in the far the factory that builds the firefly fire, ugh, fireworks lost his job and ended up homeless and then turned to a life of crime and then like one night you know shot a couple leaving a movie theater and then their son grew up to be batman <laughs> that that would be chaos theory and that but like the yeah, film is and you have to keep it in the universe they only had 82 <laughs> minutes you know what i'm saying but you know what i mean they could have done it should be the effects he should be doing something insignificant in the grand scheme of things, that has far-reaching effects. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we could reboot the Butterfly Effect franchise and tell an original story and start from scratch, negate all the past, uh, all the past, like, MacGuffins and tropes and all the mm. past mistakes of the of the genre, right? And start from scratch and have, like, a three-movie arc set out so that the events oh, of the so first like movie seem like a standalone film. Yeah, yeah. But then in the second movie, you go into like a a, a parallel storyline where for one person, everything is changing all around them the whole time. And you're like, why is all this shit changing? He's the only one that can understand it. And he has the butterfly effect too. It would, like, and you could say, you could call it the butterfly effect too. But instead of the number two, you could spell it T-O-O like as well. <laughs> like the butterfly effect too. And there's another guy and he's like, all my reality keeps on changing because there's the fucking kid who slams his hands on some letter openers. 
I have got to find this motherfucker okay, who's changing, yeah, yeah. who's changing, He's changing my my reality. Yeah, yeah, that's like great. that's and 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 it, you can have that Back to the Future, Back to the Future style in like intertwinement, where you know when he goes back to nineteen fifty five, and all the events of the first movie are playing out like as, yeah, as, yeah, in yeah. the background and shit. Like you totally could have done that with Butterfly Effect. Yeah, you know? I would like that to happen or to have the prequel of the dad's story and then the granddad's story and keep going back. And can you imagine in 2009 releasing like a fucking, a butterfly effect story set in the sixties that had loads of like historical and civil rights. Like we're talking about like the time of Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. So like you had a guy, you had a guy that went back in time he, and, and he was, he was working for the government because the government, he, he got a job in the government and the people in the government found out like oh my god he has some fucking time travel skill we need to it was the start of like the CIA like the psychic spies program or some shit that's how he got the original butterfly effect and passed it on congenitally so he was the guy that was sent in to do all this stuff like to MLK Bobby Kennedy like Watergate fucking you know uh, <laughs> like that could be that could be the crux of it like where Ashton Kutcher's insignificant story about like, oh yeah, I don't know who my but, daddy is. But like, do you think it takes like going that big? Where up the stakes, it's tied man. With... Up the fucking stakes. It's time travel. Anything's <laughs> possible. Yeah, I guess you. But it could be any time travel movie at that point. I think when you're talking about like the idea with the butterfly effect, it seems like it should be a bit more personal. Because like, so the butterfly effect as an idea it is good. Like, it's a really cool idea. Doesn't matter if it's scientifically accurate. You could probably, like, you get somebody in who knows a thing or two about a thing or two, they could probably, like, find a way to make it scientifically accurate. I mean, accurate. how many but, fucking TV sh- how many movies have been turned into, like, HBO, like, uh, cinematic TV shows or whatever? Like, yeah, Fargo and all that shit. The time is right for Netflix to take up a Butterfly Effect TV show. I don't imagine it will, but if you had the right person, can you imagine, just even the same script... With the same script that they gave to Ashton Kutcher, but you bring in somebody to rewrite it, just like you know, take a look over it. I imagine that somebody is Jonathan and Christopher Nolan. Oh, how man. different that film is! Uh, yeah, it would be amazing. But it's a very like something like on paper. If you're just to read the synopsis, that's not too far away from the type of movie he'd make. It's essentially yeah. it's kind of like a mix between it's like the Prestige or whatever. Yeah, or uh, what's that one with um, Mike from Neighbors? <laughs> I've watched Neighbors in a while uh, Mike from Neighbours He keeps saying that I don't know what it means <laughs> Guy Pierce. Oh yeah Memento Yes Like it's the same kind of far, If you format that You know the way he's going through that movie Like trying to remember things Such a unique format of a movie But you can see how the butterfly effect could In the hands that's of Chris like, Nolan That's what work. I'm saying Like it's almost like a reverse butterfly effect So the first movie is like a really personal story about like a, a, like a set of four people and they're mm. like one guy's actions can affect four people's lives. Yeah, yeah. And the second one is like the da and how he ends up trying to do something good, uh, you know, say with like still dealing with like CIA stuff or like government level stuff. And he ends up getting stuck because someone like stops his powers and he gets stuck in this thing and it ends up with him being like as they close the gates on in Sunnydale Institution, yeah, yeah, you know, and he's he, his his wife and child are waving him goodbye, and that's the end of the movie. And then the the third movie is the is the the, the granddad, so it's scaling up and scaling up, and scaling up, so it becomes like a huge universe. 
Yeah, like a Christopher Nolan. I think the third one could be like a Christopher Nolan level. <laughs> I like to times. You're, you're pitching a, a butterfly effect shared universe. Oh, 100%, like, man. I wonder how many people out there, if they saw that like Netflix was bringing back the butterfly effect, how many people would even know what it was? I, I think because 2004 seems like a long time ago for a lot of people. Like just, like <laughs> there's 18 year olds now that are able to fucking vote for Joe Biden, right? They're able to vote, and they weren't even alive when nine eleven happened. Yeah, like that's the fucking the level of. <laughs> I think there's people that were like eighteen in two thousand and four that also don't haven't seen the butterfly effect. No, I know drugs are a hell of a fucking thing to get over, but like <laughs> two thousand and four is a really long time ago. Yeah, especially in in like media. But there's other things you could like bring how back. much how much stuff is on now, like how much stuff is being made, like how how long are people's watch lists of TV shows and stuff now. Like, Butterfly Effect is not on anybody's... They had more of an impact yeah. on, on the culture. I, I think Butterfly Effect just... It's weird that we were even doing an episode on it, I'd say. It's well-known enough and has a good enough, like... A good enough construction, a good enough premise to definitely, like, kickstart, like, a serialized TV show, like something like a, you know, a Netflix original or... Yeah. Amazon Prime. Well, you'd need to definitely reboot it. Like, if you're doing the thing oh, with we're doing prequels, you would need to first retell Evan's story. I think, yeah, you could... You, could, you couldn't I just come out could, of the gate now and do a prequel about the No, father. because the, two, the 2004 movie is not strong enough to stand on a whole TV series. But you could tell Evan's story in, like, two episodes of, a, of the first TV show. Okay, right. And then okay. kind of go, like, the third episode kind of goes into the dad's story you could go all the way back to the fucking civil war dude. or do a do a west world and have the two even though there's going to be multiple timelines but yeah yeah you tell them both the father and son like godfather part two exactly <laughs> or like lost <laughs> yeah you're telling two different timelines and jumping forward <laughs> jumping back it's totally doable johnny i think like a butterfly effect tv series for netflix or amazon originals or whatever would would it would slap that shit would be fucking class and you could go back as far, like, you could tell stories of, like, this family. Uh, it could be even, like, f- Assassin's Creed level. Like, there's something genetic. Why, and we were never told the importance of it. Why is it so important that this gift is passed down genetically? Another movie franchise, and I might like to do it on this show, or maybe we do it on White Purse Play or something like that. Uh, Looper. I've never seen it. I'm aware of it. I know, it, I know it, the general is it, idea. Is it Looper? Oh, no, no, no. What am I thinking of? Oh, wait, I might think. Uh, ju- is it Jumper? No. I was thinking, Jumper is the one where you can, like, any place you've been to, yes, they yes. can jump to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking Looper was the other time travel. Looper is the Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. It's Jumper, right? And it was made on the premise of the TV show The Tomorrow People, right? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. The Tomorrow People was a, an Australian-made CITV uh, TV show so it was made for children's ITV in UK in like 93, 94 and it had one of the main guys from Neighbours because we're all from about, about Neighbours oh. one of the main guys from Neighbours probably was Mike it. and it was about a, 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 like a bunch of kids who were Christian I think is the guy's first name okay. it was about a bunch of kids who had this talent and nobody else knew they had this talent where they could just think of a thing and they, and they jumped to it and they all managed to get to this island and they were trained like Jedi or whatever and then they started using their powers for good. And they made this jumper with that premise in mind. And there was like a book about jumper. There was a sequel book as well. And it didn't go anywhere. And it should have been huge. It was a fucking brilliant film. The, the second book was brilliant. It never went anywhere. Right? 
And then they brought out the Tomorrow People, which is made by the same crowd that make uh, Marvel Legends The Shield. Oh, okay. And it's just got, you know, one of these TV shows, just everybody's just too good looking in it. Yeah. You can't, real, real network TV. Network bullshit. And you can't see, you can't tell the difference between people because they're all so good looking. Yeah. Like Supernatural and Ugh. Smallville and all Ugh. those shows. Bullshit. They all look the exact same. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking soulless. The Tomorrow People, I was so excited. I was like, brilliant. Watch the first three episodes. I was like, this is bullshit. Like, yeah. But an amazing premise. If you brought the butterfly effect back now with, with like Netflix money or Amazon or, or, or Hulu money, even Disney Plus. <laughs> even Disney. Even, even Disney Plus. Like, it would be fucking awesome. To tell those stories like it's a familial gift where you could go back all the way to like fucking Egyptian times. Like, what happens if you weren't able just to jump back into the timelines of your own experience? That when you found out that it was a familial experience... That you could embody the form, the corporeal form of your ancestors, like in Assassin's Creed. That it was a yeah. bloodline thing. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> just like a fucking a psychological anomaly where a kid would have blackouts and then later on in life he would come back and fill in those blackouts by traveling his consciousness through time. Like time travel in itself is more likely to be able to done to be done with consciousness than actual like physical transformation, like in the. Uh, the X-Men days of future past. Like you're more likely to be able to send your consciousness backwards and forwards in time. And people can do that with certain like, you know, mi- mi- is this a, mystical. Is that, like, is this like a, a legit theory that like scientifically it would be? Yeah. It'd okay. be easier to send your consciousness back, right? So like, why not? Body why... forward, mind back. That's yeah. The, okay. Because you're, you're obviously you're. Well, we're moving forward. Exactly. As yeah. is. Yeah. So like, why not make a whole TV show where, eventually they discover the skills See, to be able to the, the thing is and now we're just getting into like a product a production meeting yeah, for yeah, 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 a yeah, tv yeah. show but like what you're describing is just like another show and i mean that in, a, in the best way is in like if you were to walk into a studio and pitch this mad idea you yeah, have yeah. you'd be doing yourself a disservice to put the butterfly effect name on it after the second and third movie i imagine so yeah i think the second and third one shit the bed yeah, well, no, but I think even if they didn't happen, even if we went back and we changed that, I think just because, like, you're pitching a better idea that goes in a better direction, and I think, like, if you were to call this the butterfly effect, people would just be like, oh, isn't that Ashton Kutcher movie from 2004? Because <laughs> most people I, don't know, well that, most people don't know there's a two and a three. They'd just be like, why would you bring back the butterfly effect? They probably never even saw it. They just think straight to DVD, even though I'm sure it had a theatrical release. The only thing the butterfly effect had to do with the butterfly effect in Chaos Theory was the quote at the start of the movie. There was nothing else to do yeah. with Chaos Theory in the whole film. No. And even that quote but this was is kind of bullshit. Bullshit as well. It's not from Chaos Theory. It's like yeah. the author but is even Chaos Theory. The, the butterfly effect doesn't get... That, that's not why it has its name. It doesn't name. get explained. No, at all. Not at all. But the thing is, the first movie doesn't tell the full story. Maybe in a TV show you can actually find out why that is the way it is. And yeah, that the, yeah. the 2004 version of Evan is like, yeah, it exists. And let's build the lore around that. It can totally exist, I think. I think I think you're just making a better a better story. Well, look, I call it something else. If if if, if you sell this. I, I, I'm on Disaster Artists. I'm trying to <laughs> find a way to exist in a world where the butterfly effect exists as well. <laughs> it's not about surviving the scenario. It's about surviving the actual reality we live in where this movie exists and its sequels. Yeah, a world we can't change. 
<laughs> Unfortunately not, lad. But 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 you do you do seem to just genuinely really like this movie. I really love it. I love the premise. If I was Evan, I mean, would I have made those decisions? Fuck no. There's way more pragmatic ways of dealing with this kind of shit. I'm probably just dealing with it as time unfolds. Like, of course, like just a much more. And he was a fucking. Hold on a second as well now, because this is the fucking thing that sickens my shit. He was a, a super intelligent, super smart student in mm-hmm. a very prestigious college that was studying sleep and memory. Yeah. yeah. Yet we don't see the cunt in a lab. We don't see the cunt with anybody else who he's collaborating or working with. I know I said it was brilliant that he didn't have to explain it to anybody. But, like, is he all on his own? He never tells anybody until he gets to, like, scar-faced Kaylee prostitute yeah. version. He doesn't tell anybody what's going on. And even at that, we don't get to hear the explanation that he gives her. So really, as the watcher, as the viewer, we don't know if he understands actually what's happening to him properly. Like, we don't know if he knows what he's actually doing. If he had somebody else to give him some experience from outside of himself, or even go to yeah. his dad and say, like, listen, how do I, how do, I do this? Like, his dad just choked him. There was a much better option for that for that discourse, for that yeah, yeah. dialogue where the dad would be like, don't you know that you can't change anything? About, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, Which is probably one of the only good things or better things with uh, part three is that the sister is actually, before it's revealed she's the killer, she's actually helping him go back. Yeah, but it, it's not in the it's not in the traditional butterfly effect way. No, no, but I just mean like... And the fact it, that two of them have the skill means that it's familiarly passed on, so at least they kept that part of it. Yeah, yeah. But at the um, but that's why that film is so stupid because like they try and treat it like a twist ending that she has yeah. the the power to. But the entire time I was watching, it, I just assumed she did because like I thought, well, this is how she can because they mentioned it. It's safer for him to do it with her. Yeah, I just assumed that was because she had it too. But anyway, but also every time he jumped, he ended up in a pool of his own vomit. Or he fucking yes, fell around. How, the place how is it safer? It it. It's just like safer for that he doesn't bang his head off something. That's the only safe. It could be anybody that's jumping with him. Yeah. yeah. Just like, mind me, will you? I'm going to go unconscious. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's just, I guess, it's somebody doing acid. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like a sitter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I just think that the premise is so wasted. If you make a fucking series with its own lore based on a wonderful premise, mm. like a congenital time-traveling gift, such as Jumper or, you know, yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed or whatever. Like, Assassin's Creed is going to be one of the biggest games of 2021 when Valhalla comes out in the PlayStation 5. Mm. Like, why not have something like, why not have, like, is there an Assassin's Creed TV show? If not, why not? Like, it spans all the, like, Egypt, ancient Greece, uh, fucking Renaissance, Italy. Uh, yeah, it's weird, that video game curse. It's like, they just can't get it right. I don't Adapting. know, man. Did you see the Assassin's Colonial Creed? American. Did you see the Assassin's Creed movie? Yeah, it's good. Oh, I liked really, it. I, I really didn't like it. No, no. I just thought I just like the franchise. I just like the. But premise. I know I like the franchise. Like I think it's a great idea. Yeah. The first game because I, when I played the first game, I didn't know like I had no idea. That's, that's what it was about. Yeah. Um. I thought, but, I but, it was deadly. But the second and third game end up being like a fucking amazingly accurate, beautifully designed history lesson mm. into like how stuff like the Illuminati and all like yeah. uh, you know. Temps, the Knights of the Templar. Amazing. But that's why it's amazing that they're so historically accurate in mm. the period they're set and just where everything's laid out in the map. Mm. But yet you can also fight the Pope. 
<laughs> and that's, that's just, amazing. And that's just one pulp. Yeah, yeah it's a, you'll get that in any other, any yeah. other medium or any I'll, other. And those conspiracy guys are going to be doing a show about Leonardo da Vinci. I'm going to be doing a show about um, the the different like super powerful Italian families, like mm. the Medici's and all these guys. Uh, like, there's so much stuff in how they operate and how they ran the world when they were in charge that still exists today. You know, there's even like theories about uh, you know the black nobility. You're talking about 12 families that run the world. And now, if you said that to a conspiracy theorist, they'd be like, uh, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the Mo- the Morgans, you know, the 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 Bilderbergs or Vanderbilts, not Bilderbergs, Vanderbilts and all this kind of stuff. Um, but back in the day, it was like the Scortalionis yeah, yeah. that eventually like sent people to America and ended up marrying out and marrying out and becoming this other huge family. Like, there's so much stuff in that. That you can make like a TV show forever, going back to ancient Egypt, going back to Valhalla is going to be about Vikings. Like it's infinite. Why not? If you have time travel at your fucking fingertips, like this is why I fucking hate Doctor Who now, <laughs> because they had every opportunity to travel not only anywhere in time, so you could go anywhere in the planet Earth's history, but also anywhere in the universe yeah. and make up entire new civilizations. Species, language, fucking, do you know? Uh, uh, I think budget just becomes the issue. Then. No, it's not budget, man. Doctor Who was taken over by a bunch of people who had a fucking socially political agenda and they tried to ram right, it well, down that, people's I, necks. Really, I've never liked Doctor Who, so I've okay. never been watching it. But we're talking about in general terms about like why you couldn't do a big sprawling time jump where you're like going back to Rome one week and ancient Egypt the next. I think that is it's probably budget would be the big constraint. Yeah, I like would they think want so, you yeah, to yeah. build your, you know, set it in the 15th century and we build all the castles like they were yeah, there, yeah. and that's where we go to every week to shoot. Yeah, because otherwise you end up with production value like stuff like sliders where they're like going to. But that's it. Yeah, yeah they're always yeah. just in the woods. I think maybe. Maybe I just missed sliders. And <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to bring that back. That's something I was meant to mention to you earlier on. Was that? Amy Smart. Yes. Who plays what? Kaylee. And and I have to say, Johnny, without wanting to sound crass, but that woman awakened my young teenage libido. She awakened <laughs> me sexually when I watched the movie Road Trip. Yeah, I, I think everybody... Like, it was one of my first, like, like, Amy Smart has a Mm. really special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah. And she's quite good. Like, she's good in Butterfly This actress, as an actress, she's brilliant in this. And I I went looking her up to see what else she was in. Not a whole lot else. It gets bad. Yeah. It's bad. The last thing I saw her in was a film called Avengers of Justice, The Farce Wars. Oh, fuck. It's a spoof movie shot on a budget of, I would guess, maybe 18 to 20 grand. Oh, my God. I would say she got a lot of money for it. Who else is it? There's nobody else I know. Uh, Shawn Michaels, actually, the wrestler. Christ. Plays Yoda, a version of Yoda. Christ. If you even watch this, if you were to pull up the trailer, like, you might you might get sick out a window just watching <laughs> the trailer. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Wow. And how, the, it's a, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, she was a, she was a darling of the early 2000s. It's amazing to me, though, that she'd end up making that. And the thing is, out of curiosity, I checked her net worth, and she's worth, like, I know that's never accurate, but I think it's it said 8 million. 
So she's not like stuck for cash at least. But why she is making Avengers of Justice, the farce wars. Maybe she was just maybe she was just at it for the crack. She's just like, I've not to do it like to act zero crack. Like if you've eight million dollars like and you wanted to sit on your arse, you probably could. Like it's not it's not like a I don't have to ever work again in my life amount of money. But like you could make it that if you wanted to. Well, yeah. Yeah, if I think you, had your house you, paid you could for stretch out eight million. I sure. think, yeah, like you could fucking go mental and buy like a very like a way too expensive house. Here is what I propose, and Amy Smart, if you're listening to this because you're searching through keywords of times when you were successful in your life and listening to anybody talking about you at any point, <laughs> just listening to endless amounts of poorly structured podcasts about. Road, road trip and the butterfly effect again and again and again. I propose this. Come back. She's what, in her early 40s now? Yeah. Come back. Be the mother of Ashton Kutcher's baby in the TV show of the butterfly effect. And continue on the genetic line. Yeah. Give the fans what they want. Give them what they want. <laughs> A butterfly Bring effect TV show. Butterfly effect 2. T-O-O. <laughs> Look who's butterfly affecting now. That's what it is. It's the next Game of Thrones. I, I, I'm not going to say it's going to be that, Johnny. Don't be facetious. <laughs> but what I am going to say is, I would love to see something I, using this I think premise. You compared it to Lost earlier. Yeah, because the timelines and multiple, like multiple, like like Lost is pretty big. Lost was savage, man. I just think butterfly effect. Butterfly effect needs more love. It probably gets to love it deserves, I think. <laughs> and I'm not like <laughs> It gets it's, exactly the right amount of yeah, love. It's it fine. It's absolutely fine. Sure. It's, it's not making anyone's top one hundred, apart from me. Where would you rate it actually if you if you were to put it would oh, it be in a top? Oh, it's in the top forties at least, I'd say really? for me. So and uh, what's a stat what out of ten? Six and a half, seven. Wait, so a six and a half movie is in your top forty? Yeah. My my standards start quite low, but also then but it sounds no, no. like you haven't seen many movies. <laughs> We're not. No, no. Sorry, are we talking about like movies that I think are good or movies that are in my top one hundred? Your own two personal, lists are for, not yeah. your not objective. So I have movies in my top one hundred that are twos objectively, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, what's an example? What's a movie that you uh, body melt? I don't even know what that is. So. Body melt is a movie that stars uh, one, <laughs> of all the people that stars. Uh, Harold from Neighbours and this is a possible I think I've pitched this to you as an episode for Disaster Address as well where there's a small Australian town that is the epicentre for a pharmaceutical experiment for diet pills so you take the diet you pills have... and what actually happens is that they're doing these experiments and people are also fit and they're, it's supposed to be like a weight loss pill mm. but it actually turns you into these like giant uh, viscous amorphous blob monsters that kill everybody and uh, the tagline is body melt the first sign is mucus the second level is uh i don't know fizzing or something <laughs> and third level body melt like we're gonna have to look that up and i'm gonna put the trailer up if you want to share the trailer on social yeah, but like yeah. body melt such a good film but it's a two star but it's fucking or two one and a half to maximum but it's made like on a shoestring yeah yeah uh kind of like an old peter jackson movie that exactly thing. like that old, what's that old peter jackson movie that he made the head head, head 
dead oh. he- uh, head smash or something like that. <laughs> like, so it's like that. It's like cheap fucking special effects. Brain dead. Brain dead. There we go. But that's like, brain dead is not, body melt is in my top 100, but it's two. And it'll yeah, be like yeah. in the 60s, probably, 60s, 70s. Yeah, well, I suppose I've got films like that, like certain like Italian horror movies. Yeah, that, of course. And there's some great Italian horror movies that are objectively like great films, but there's also some like, you know, zombie flesh eaters too. But it in just, my top twenty, it just it just hits you somewhere real nice. Yeah, in a in a part like you watched it probably at the time in your life when you really needed to see it. Well, it's because they've got a zombie versus a shark. <laughs> of course, <laughs> and well, they shot it for real. That sounds like that's probably going to be in my top one hundred as well if I ever watched yeah. it. If I was Evan, in leaning with the team of your show, yeah, there's so many things I would have done differently. First of all, I would have done experiments with other stuff outside of my notebooks. What the fuck? Yeah. And I'd have probably tried to change, like, going by the way this movie works, change really insignificant things first. Because I can go back to this time repeatedly. Mm. Why he would go back and and his first thing is to, oh, I'm going to call out her father. Yeah, because it was a panic. She died. And he's like, I have to fix it immediately. But that's what, and that's kind of the so problem. The tri- like, you don't need to fix it immediately because you can go back, you're going back either way. So you, think, don't, you don't realize that at the time, though. Because he didn't do the proper experiments. He didn't realize. But, oh, I know. But this is the, yeah. this is what we would do differently. Like, it was, it give was it so reactive. Time. He was like, the reason she killed herself is because I brought up the molestation. Let's go back and retcon the molestation so she doesn't die. Little did he know to throw the axis off so much that he'd never be able to get back to the original timeline. Yeah, or also you could just like start writing your. Is he still keeping the journals? Can he go back? Shouldn't he be able to go back to just the previous day as well? Before he jumped to go into... The, that's the thing, is Yeah, he? like maybe so, the, the, the best thing to do would have been to jump back and just not bring up the molestation. Or maybe find a way to be able to jump back into a time that wasn't written into a journal. But there was a particular... And the reason that was in canon in Butterfly Effect is because there's a particular scene when he's in the prison that he can't just, like, jump back. He needs to get the journals because the lads had robbed his journals. Yeah, Like, he needs to read them. And then later on, that's all thrown out the window because he just looks at some fi- f- some film and he's yeah. able to do it. So I think, like, there's room for expansion. If I was Evan, I probably would have held back off of killing Tommy and lived that's in that. That's the big mistake. Huge mistake. That's, like, right. the perfect timeline, almost. Even without having his power, you would know that this is going to have massive repercussions. Of course. But I think, like, if you were to wind up in this situation in real life, I think a good uh, rule would be to just not go back as far, to try it. Like, if you're trying to change stuff, you should only be going back a few days because then there isn't as much room for all the little... You know, if you change A, how did that affect B? How does that affect C? And that would be much better played out in a type of a serialised TV show format. I actually think that there might be a, a TV show or a movie that has that element in it like like in edge of tomorrow where it's like a save game like the person has the power to be able to save the pl- save the world like a game mm. and like do some shit and then go like okay and and undo it like because yeah it's like a, v- a very video game mechanic it's almost like resident evil where you get the is it videotapes you get yeah. whenever you find one of them that's you save to that yeah like evan's journals every entry is a because i assume he didn't write in that every day you know it's only like Key moments, which turn out to be when he had blackouts. But that's what I mean, the key moments in his life. Like, surely every moment is a key moment. Well, you would think if you have that condition, it would be. Then you'd be filling that out every day. He only seemed to write in the journal about the blackouts that he had. But then 
according to the laws of time travel, the blackouts that he had were only because he went back uh, yeah. f- as an adult. It's the grandfather par- paradox. Exactly. And it was built into the to the technique. So I just think time travel now more than ever is needed. This is a this is a I'm gonna <laughs> zoom in. This is a fucking PSA for people out there. If ever there was a time in humanity where we needed to believe in any type of a fantasy world that at one point or another, somehow, somewhere, someone can be able to make a time travel device that can go back in time and change decisions and events that have led us to the inevitability of this universe's outcome. I think hope is is enraptured in time travel. I think the reason people love time travel is because it means that you have some kind of control and autonomy mm. over your own future. And that's the most uncertain part of humanity. It's the most uncertain part of the human condition because none of us know where we're going. And we all know where we've been. And this sounds like a fucking Neil Young song. <laughs> but we all know the moments in our life that we regret. Yeah. We know the moments in our life that we we know now that they were the pivotal moments when if we had decided one thing or another thing, at that point, our existences now would be drastically different. Or from now on into the future would lead to a drastically different outcome. And I'm saying, there's a, as we record this now, there's a lot of people who are being reported for sexual impropriety, for abuse. There's people who are protesting against like decisions that police made about their treatment of different people of colour who died. Like, imagine if you were able to go back and tell somebody like, come here, call in sick to work today. Don't, don't, I know you're a cop and you have to do your duty. Just don't go to work today. Because the shit that you do today is going to change the whole world, Derek. <laughs> Stay at home. Well, here's the thing. Do you, sorry, did I, I just stopped you from making a, an important point, did I? Not really. I was just going to say, if you could change it, do you go back and you tell that person, don't go into work today? But that's, that's the thing. I think all these time travel shows always try to, or, or any time time travel is, is, is involved. Sliders was able to circumvent this because it was alternate universes, which is what time travel yeah. inevitably causes. And that's why I like Sliders so much with the first four seasons. It's because if you go back and change something, you have to know that that is as noble as Evan in the butterfly effect choking himself in the womb. You have effectively destroyed your own existence and your ability to return ever to the normality that you had before. If you go back and change even one small thing, if you try to jump back to your own existence, like it's the Kyle Reese phenomenon. Yeah. Kyle Reese went back in time in Terminator 1 in order to save Sarah Connor so she could have John Connor, who ended up growing up to be the man who sent him back. back. Little did we know at the start of that movie, we were like, oh, a time-traveling soldier coming back to save a woman who's going to give birth to the leader of the resistance. Little did we, or Kyle Reese, know that he was going to end up falling in love with that woman, having sex with her, getting her pregnant with the baby that would grow up to be the man that would send his own father back in time and make this like time loop that ends up being the, like a relationship that ends up being the, the crux of humanity, mm. the crux of saving humanity. Like that's such an important story in that reality. Right? Yeah. So like time travel for for us as humans, we want to be able to feel like a small decision in our past could have, massive effects on our future because we don't know what the future holds right so like the only the only (laughs) the only way that we can truly have any power over time travel is to 
operate really carefully in the present and make decisions today. Yeah. Knowing like it's like it's like a really slow version of time travel where we're tra- we're time traveling into the future at the exact same time as everybody else. <laughs> but, but, but sorry. There's no way to jump backwards or forwards. But but the question about like cuz we you were talking about like telling the cop not to go into work today. Yeah. I think that's a different question cuz like we're not Kyle Reese goes back to a time he wasn't even alive for. Yeah. But I think like like real say you have Evan's power from the butterfly effect. Okay. If you go back a month you're probably not going to change your life by any decision you make. Real, unless you go back and you do something that would get you arrested. What happens if on like the 5th of April you drove a car and you killed somebody and then you were like, oh shit, I killed somebody, but you didn't uh, you didn't uh, get convicted of it. It was, it was thrown out of court or whatever. And you got to live your life and 20 years later you find out that that person... Uh, was going to be such a, it was like the 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 the, the daughter of like a couple who were like super intelligent people and they had another kid and that kid grew up to be like somebody who yeah but, fucking took over so the UN the or something like that. I'm saying that if you didn't kill that child, they wouldn't have had another child or that child, their their little brother or sister wouldn't have grown up to be the leader of the UN because the 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 attention that the parents gave to both of the kids, you know what I'm saying? Like you took a child out in a car crash. And their little brother grew up to be Kofi Annan or something like yeah. that, right? Like, so at three years of age, this small child boy was given so much attention by his parents that just lost an older sibling that he ended up being so nurtured. And, you know, he grew up to be somebody great because of a shitty thing that you did. Would you go back and change that thing? Probably not. But if you could know, the thing is with time travel, you don't know what the negatives are going to be. You can only You can only find out what happens after the fact. So, like, if you go back and unkill her, that guy never gets to be the Kofi Annan. But you don't know that until you do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, because then you're going back 20 years. I, my, my point is more like, Most, you, small little, if you had Evan's power, you could probably make changes every few days. Yes. And you could find, it could, you could constantly be benefiting yourself if you were just like, okay, so I tried this yesterday. So we're getting and, into the, we're getting into the rules of early edition then. So early edition. Well, it is more like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a short term, like he has 24 hours to change a bad outcome. Yeah, yeah. But that's not having massive knock-on effects that he is aware of. You're not going to be going into parallel dimensions immediately. Like Evan goes back, hey, fuck bag, don't ever touch her again. And then he changes his whole personality. He's in yeah. college. He's like, like, the further you go back, that's yeah, yeah. the bigger the effect. Yeah, there's almost no effect if you're just changing like the day to day. But you imagine. But you have. There is massive effect because it depends on what the thing you do is. Well, of course. Well, yeah. But I mean, then that the same goes for the general rules of life. I mean, what I decide to do on my way home from your house is going to change my future. If or I somebody deci- else's future, we're, then we're well, into yeah, the rules of sliding doors, which is like if you if you like stop to pick up something on the, and you missed the doors on the on the tram close and you don't get on that tram, you don't come home early and catch your boyfriend cheating on you with another woman and go off and live a totally different life and cut your hair short and marry Brad Pitt. Yeah. So like it's 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 you know it's a fucking but also if I decide to like jump in front of a car that's going to be different than if I just decide to cross the road as normal. But if you jump in front of a car today you could be denying somebody the kidney you could be denying your future child the kidney transplant that you yeah. need. But that's the point so you're all, you're constantly making those decisions anyway. Yeah. In a day-to-day basis. So you have to always act in the positive now because time travel hasn't been invented yet. 
But if you did, if you gave me the opportunity to go back and change something huge about my life, I I know when I'm going back, yeah, that I won't ever well, be able to return to this moment. Yeah, I'll never be able to fix well, it. Like you could use and it. that's the lesson of the butterfly effect is that you can never be truly happy if you are the one that's changing things. Yeah, if you're talking about short term time travel, like early edition, you don't know. Nobody knows. That he gets a fucking, a black cat leaves a motherfucking newspaper with tomorrow's news on it. Dumbest plot ever. And he picks it up and goes, oh no, a kid, a kid tomorrow is going to be hit by a, a taxi crossing the street. I have to make sure that doesn't happen. Why? That kid could be the next Hitler. We don't see that in early edition. It's not shown to us the long term effects. So we can't know that doing those things, but we have to trust that doing positive things and stopping tragedy. Like, yeah. what happens if that kid fucking but, gets hit by a car and his heart can be taken out as an organ donor and given to another seven-year-old kid who then grows up to fucking cure but, AIDS? But again, like, the same thing just goes for everyday life. Like, if there was some madman who just said, like a, like a Zodiac killer, and he just said, I'm going yeah. to start, like, shooting children as they come off school buses, would you yeah. be like, well, we have to let that happen because he's going to do this, so maybe one of those kids is Hitler, so we won't try and stop him. Yeah, but sure, that negates the rule of law. That's fucking, that's, that's pure chaos theory. That's like, that's like Alistair Crowley, like, do what thou wilt. Like, whatever you do is the way things are going to be anyway. It's the fallacy of inevitability that, that plagues these time travel movies. Yeah, yeah. Where always the lesson is like, no matter what you do, you can't change your past or your future. You can't, uh, destiny is a thing. I think that's only a fucking limiting belief that is created by the likes of organized religion. To make people feel unable to take control of their yeah. own future. And time travel is the fantasy that people live in so that they can have the fantasy of, oh, if I went back and changed that thing in the past, my future now would be better. Yeah. Instead of the real lesson of any time travel, any good time travel movie <laughs> or TV show, is if you affect change in the present positively, you will reap the rewards in the future. You're not guaranteed of it. Yeah, yeah. But you will. So you tell me if you had this power, this mm-hmm, condition, mm-hmm. you wouldn't use it? Would I go back? You see, a lot of times, and we're getting philosophical on this time travel thing because that's, that's the way it's supposed to be because it's not real. A lot of times you have to wonder, like, who's asking and why and when. So in my life now, if my life was really shit right now, I'd be like, Absolutely, I would go back in time and change these two things that I perceive to be like pivotal moments in my life when I made bad decisions that have led me to the shit circumstances I'm in now. Mm. But if you're in a really good place in your life, you're like, I wouldn't change a goddamn thing, Johnny, because changing a thing would mean you're taking away, you're gambling on the possibility that when you come back to the present, your life won't be as good. So right now for me, if I had that power and I could go back in time and change shit, I wouldn't change nothing. Even though I had loads of shitty times and shit experiences and shitty things that happened to me that I would rather not have happened. But every single thing that well, happened has given me the life lessons and given me the experience and given me the mentality to be able to create all the stuff I've done to make the life I have now and I wouldn't change it for the world. Okay, so you wouldn't use it right now. But I so I guess the question more so is, do you think you're the type, do you think you would have used it? Is there a point of your life, in, in your life, where you would have had to have used this? Where things would have been so bad just mentally even, maybe not. 100%, 100%. I think most people would have. I, I, once but, you know but again, you I'm saying it's, it's, only, it's only a retrospective power. Like, you'd only go back and change it if things were bad for you now. But because when you're in a bad time, 
in the now, yeah. it's very difficult to see forward into a time of when course, everything's yeah, going to yeah. be great. But you have, like, time travel is not real, so you have to act now to better yeah. your future. And it's time travel, but just really slow at the same rate yeah. as everybody else. You do have to make those decisions every day to do that because you can't go back and change a decision. You have to be confident enough to know that the decisions you're making now are the best choices. And even if they're not, to know that it can be changed still even in the future. Yeah, yeah. And I no, think I that's why they changed the end of the Butterfly Effect movie because <laughs> the whole the whole crux of the movie is not, come here, no matter what you do, you can't change if you have a shit life, so kill yourself. Like, that seems to be... <laughs> yeah, a negative take. A little bit of yeah. a negative take. What the, <laughs> I think the take that they put on it that I saw where it was like, Instead of killing yourself as a solution for having a shitty life, be be like verbally violent towards a young woman. Uh, that's the that's the cure for having a yeah. shit life. It's still not a great lesson, but like, I assume though, you have moments where you relive something that maybe happened ten years ago. Oh, hundred percent. What you should have said differently. Hundred percent. Play out the entire scenario. Goes yeah. on cause sometimes it can go on for hours, and how and what, how that would have affected another event. Oh yeah, I mean like. I could name a half a dozen things yeah. that I did that you're like, oh my God, I really wish I didn't have to experience the pain and sorrow that that event put me through. Yeah, even though it absolutely, was absolutely necessary in, in who you are today, more, exactly. more than likely. Exactly. But there's probably, with me, and like say there's something, maybe I think of something that happened when I was 21. I'm sure there's a point where I was like 25 where if I had this power, something would have happened when I was 25 and I would have thought, oh, if this didn't happen... And I w- you wouldn't be able to... St- I, d- I think most people, if they found out they had this ability, they wouldn't be able to stop themselves from using it. But again, if you had that ability, the only reason that you would use it is if your present was shitty. Yeah, and every- everybody has had a moment of their life where things were shitty enough that they would want to go back and change something 100%. else. 100%. And that's why I think time travel movies have a place in the heart of a lot of people. And when I was watching the Butterfly Effect movie for the first time, I was kind of probably in a place where I was like, shit, man, I wish I had made better decisions. I hadn't, did, I hadn't, I made decisions not to do very well in school. I made really bad decisions about college. I made really bad decisions about taking drugs. I made bad decisions about, you know, relationships that I got into and people that I allied myself with. I, there's a lot of bad decisions. And, and that's watching, the demographic of a movie like that would have been speaking to only yeah. people who were, who, yeah. who taught like that. Yeah. People between the ages of 16 and 25. Fucking mid-twenties stoners who were going, oh man, if I'd only done like college good, I might have a job <laughs> right now. Instead, I'm in a fucking flat watching this on a 20-inch portable TV DVD combo. <laughs> on a Tuesday morning. On a Tuesday morning, smoking a cigarette made from all the old cigarettes from last night put together in a tree skinner Jeez, with that. enough hash that I found in the shag carpet to make a half a joint so that I'm not hanging for drugs. But like... Would I go back and, and say to the lads, like, hey, listen, uh, buy, <laughs> buy stocks in Apple. Do you know what I mean? Probably not so as you could buy cigarettes, no, but. Like, if I had went back, if I was able to send a text message to myself. I wasn't getting from, that. From you 90, should. No, I know, <laughs> but if I was able to send a text message to myself from 1999 saying, buy stocks in Google and Apple, I would never have been able to have enough money or make enough money <laughs> to be able to buy enough stock to make enough money to have money now I wouldn't have anyway. Known, I wouldn't have known how to buy stock. Exactly. Like, now there's an, I have an app. I what, could do it if I wanted to, but... What use is it to anybody? Do you know what I mean? If a time traveler came back, like, what would you do? If a time traveler came back to you now and said, Johnny, I'm you from the future. Don't do this and this and this. Would you trust this, like, skinny stranger that looks m- moderately like you? I'd probably just think it was my brother trying to pull a prank. 
Johnny. It depends on how his hairline is, you know. If it's gone, I'm like, yeah, this prob that's probably me. There's too much hair. It's like, nah, I fucking got you. But sincerely, like, would would you? What would you change about your life then? Like, question reversal. If you were able to butterfly affect yourself back into an earlier version of you with the consciousness of your older self, like now we're getting into the science, the the, the time travel science of the TV show Do Over. <laughs> yeah. I'm very into time travel uh, where media. He, if you had, yeah, where he goes back and uh, he takes credit for writing uh, "Time of Your Life" by Green Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. I've talked about that a lot. It's a TV show about a fucking thirty-five-year-old man. I think played by Jason Lee. In fact, I think so. Yeah, that gets hit by a car and he goes back into his like thirteen-year-old self and he has to like live his whole adolescence again. Yeah. Or. Wit. Or. If you had something like Life on Mars, do you ever watch that TV show? Yeah, I've the seen English of version, the American version is shit. The English version, where he goes back into nineteen sixties Britain because he gets hit by a fucking. But he's a completely new person when he goes back, isn't he? He, he yeah, but he's yeah. himself, but in that time, yeah, yeah. And he's like a totally new, like, but he already has an existence and all, like, so he's basically jumping in with his modern day mind into a version of him. That has already lived a half a life, and then that consciousness gets deleted, and he gets implanted with yeah. his new modern day consciousness. Like, and it turns out very weird at the end, yeah, and it's all, you know yeah. very very cool premise though I think. But like that's the kind of stuff you're talking about is like you go back to change something in your life so that when you snap back to the present, you have a better life. That's what that's what butterfly effect yeah, is about. Yeah. So like, wouldn't you love to be able to do the things that they did in butterfly effect, like stand up to an abusive parent or? save somebody from making a really bad mistake or you know uh convince a hooker with a heart of gold to go straight or uh just you know, tell yourself to study more for the leaving cert yeah <laughs> stop your mother from smoking all those cigarettes and dying early because you you know you want her around more like those things are all and that's why i love butterfly effect because it's like those things are all super poignant, meaningful human interactions yeah, that yeah. you want to be able to think, like, if you're watching it in a bad space, like, fuck, man, I wish I was able to do that. But we all have the power to do that now and make the decisions today that will affect our future. We'll just have to wait to find out what the results are. Yeah. And that's why people are so enamored with time travel, because they're like, I want to know how it ends. And in a whole other genre of, of you know, time travel lore, inevitably people don't want to find out how it ends. Like, when you have someone from the future coming back, it's like, the one thing I can't do is tell you how you die. Like, that's the yeah. rules. You can't find out how you die. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, what dreams may come or whatever. Like, it's, it, you, you're not, it's something that you think you want until you have it and you're like, I don't want it. If I find out how I die, it it alters every moment that yeah. I'm alive. I mean, the, the idea, like, it'd be madness if time travel existed and a, and a version of you came back. It'd be madness to want to find out how you die. Yeah. I think most people... Would you want to find out? And the day and time Not and chance. how? Not a chance. No, that, that'd be the last thing I'd want to know. Hmm. I don't think anybody would want to know that. I think a few people I would. I think people would have the urge, they'd be very curious, but I think they would know, they'd want to know, but they wouldn't, they'd be smart enough to know they should they should avoid it at all costs. Well, I mean, it is one of Dr. Emma Brown's rules that you're not supposed <laughs> to interact with yourself, you know? But I think, as far as butterfly effect rules go, I wouldn't, for me right now, I wouldn't change anything in my past because it's all made me. Even yeah. when I was at like a shitty time, I probably still wouldn't change anything because I really had faith for in whatever power the universe that like shit would work out for me. I knew from a really young age, I'm like, I'm going to have an amazing life. Well, that's, uh, 
you're blessed to feel that way, I think. I think most people, like anybody who ends up in a bad enough spot, if you gave them the opportunity to, to have a do-over, I don't think they'd be able to resist. Even if you explained all the risks of, like, you know, the butterfly effect. Mm. I think most people, like, that, that giving somebody that opportunity to do over something that they thought was a big a big part of why they've ended up in a bad situation, 99.9% of people would, would accept that offer. Would accept that they would want to, they'd would, want would go to change back, it? Would, would take the opportunity to go back. I think that if you offered somebody the opportunity to take away an experience that was really, really awful in mm-hmm. their life, the philosophy, be, like nothing really, really awful has happened. Like a few bad things happen, but nothing like yeah. heinously terrible. And Same, I, yeah. And I feel blessed. Yeah. Like, you get the opportunity to My take Xbox away. Red ringed once. That was pretty bad. <laughs> well, I'm talking about like some... No, I know, I know. Some deaths, yeah. Some, yeah. some, some irre- irre- irreversible shit, right? You offered somebody the opportunity to go back and, and take back like the worst thing that ever happened in their life. I think the human condition itself would force those people to say, no, I wouldn't do that. Because what that awful thing did was able to gift them the resilience and the ability to grow stronger to be able to change their future into what it is now. Yeah. I think we're talking about kind of two different things. You're talking about them, like, after they've got past this this bad situation, though. Yeah. I think you meet the person who's, like, lost his job last week, couldn't make rent, got kicked out, and is now homeless. And you say, hey, if you... is there a point in your life six months ago you think might have led to this? I can send you back there and you can have a do-over. They're going to do it. I I, I agree. Okay. But I think that, but my point is everybody, like nobody goes through life without like some, maybe not ending up destitute, but everybody has like the worst thing that ever happened to them. And I yeah. think if you catch them in that moment, like most people are going to like accept an offer to go back and change that. Depends, depends on when you ask them though. It, oh no! If you yeah, ask yeah, them yeah. at their lowest point. Of course, they're going to change it. But not even at the but low, if you, if even you on their them, way back up, maybe. Even if you gave them the if you gave them the opportunity to see what it was like at the end, I, I I think a lot of times people wouldn't. They'd be like, you know what? It was a fucking hard old journey to get where I am now, but I'm pretty happy, and that means that I've been imbued with like the skills, yeah, no, and I tools. That's definitely to be able true. to deal with life. If you've gotten through shit by yourself, you, you have to take some pride. In like I got through this, I survived this, so I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah, That's what yeah. a lot of people say. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, I think most people definitely feel that way too. Once they've gotten through something themselves, mm. so like time is only valuable if you earn it. So that's why yeah. they say I spent time on this. Yeah, time itself has a value. Absolutely. Yeah, like it's in short supply, really. Yeah, and you never get it back. It's a finite resource. I can only imagine it's going to spark conversation on both of our discords about what time travel means. We might even do a live chat about it. I fucking love time travel. We did an yeah, episode on John Titor for those conspiracy guys a couple of years ago, and it was one of my favorite stories from two thousand and one all the way back in you know back in the day. There's loads of new time. Tra- I'm gonna I'm gonna make up a list because there's a bunch of new time travel like TV shows and yeah, movies yeah. coming up over the next while. See, it's funny because even though like obviously this is a, a time travel movie, butterfly effect. I kind of hadn't even like anticipated this being the time travel episode. I mean, yeah, but, but there are because there are so much more. <laughs> but like like ter- you mentioned Terminator, like that yeah. has to be an episode as well. And there's, I hope I hope we didn't gloss over like the premise of this show, which is like, what would you do to survive it? I'm thinking it's more of a philosophical question. Yeah, well, we kind of got into it just by talking about 
the philosophy of whether you go back or not. I think that says a lot about. Yeah. I think surviving being like Evan Treborn's friend is a fucking feat in itself because it seems like yeah. whatever, whatever that cunt touched turned to shit. Like if you were his mate, some shitty things were going to happen to you one way or the other. He was the common denominator of shit. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you know? Like one of those three people, like Kaylee, Tommy, and and what's his name? Jerry? No. Lenny. Lenny. Lenny, Tommy, or Kaylee, one of the three of them had a really shit time. Or Evan had no arms and everyone else was fine, but his ma is dying of cancer. Like shitty things happen no matter what you do. Yeah. That's the takeaway. You have to wonder now, in a world where Evan was never born, mm. uh, did did the father still molest Kelly and well, Tommy? Yeah, and even knows? if they move, they might move when they're seven. But like, does Tommy still bully Lenny for those seven years? I mean, I, I, look, this is the thing. That's why I think they changed the director's cut to that. Like, I hate you, I haven't killed your family. Instead of like, I died by suicide in the womb. I strangled myself and my two brothers before me strangled themselves. I I would say because th- inevitably, <laughs> to get stuck in a time travel loop is a fucking. A, a guaranteed horrible time. Yeah. I don't think for a second they changed it uh, for story reasons. I would say the studio are like, we are now putting the movie out into cinemas. We're, we're a ba- we're is a the baby. answer. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're a baby killing itself is the answer to all the problems. Yeah. I think the positive aspects that I take out of Butterfly Effect is that we don't need time travel to affect our futures. We don't need to go into the past to relive a moment, but we can use the information from the past to inform our present so that our future time travel selves uh, will have a better time of it. It's a good way to think of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It kind of We're all it. time travelers. We're just going at the same rate. Yeah, it makes it all sound more exciting as well. I think so. We're all just time travelers. It's something I think a lot about, though, man. Time travel, I'm delighted you picked Butterfly Effect for this one. Time travel is something I think a lot about in a lot of different permutations. But ultimately, I think, like I said, if we make these decisions today, our future selves will thank us. Yeah. Learning as much as I know about time travel and thinking about the philosophies of it have made me think, actually, it's better off just to live your life and to make decisions today that will affect your future tomorrow and learn from the the, the things that you've done in the past rather than use it as a cheap, get out of jail free, <laughs> retcon, fix shit in the past. Because you don't know how it's going to turn out when you pop back into the present. You don't know how. You're, it's m- as much of a gamble as going, look it, I'll do this shit today and tomorrow it'll be better. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, what happened <laughs> What happened to the universe in 2012 where it's just like fucking spun off its axis? Are we all in purgatory? Is this the lost island? Like what has happened to the planet since 2012? Did CERN like make some weird black hole and edit us all up and this is an alternate dimension? Why like, 2012? Because that's when it was supposed to happen. And also, the world has gone fucking insane since then. I, I know about the Mayan thing, but I, what point at 2012 do you mark it as like, this is where things start to go insane? Like early 2013. It's 21st of December 2012 was like the point. <laughs> but what's the, I'm just wondering about the big, the first big event. It's not a big event. It's like a slow well, burn even, into insanity. The first thing was that the Smith-Munt Act was repealed in early 2013 by the Obama administration and the news media started to turn on its own population. So why... Information got poisoned. Facebook changed its laws and rules. Uh, Snowden had told us that everybody's looking at everything everybody does and no one gave a fuck. Like, there's so many things... So why not 9-11 and the Iraq war and all this stuff to happen before that? Does, Does the world not start to go crazy in 2001? This is the thing, I think, if you're talking about time travel, Johnny. 
most people go like, yeah, I'll travel back in time and I'll pick that one super important, super poignant moment where I think shit fucking pivoted and changed massively yeah, for yeah. me. That's But point, in reality, yeah. that's not usually the point where things change. Usually it's in a time of, you know, self-reflection. It's in a time of your privacy. It's in the lowest time when you're lying under the covers in the dark. You're not able to get out of bed for two days and you're you're no more water left in your body for crying. And you're like, fuck man, I, I'm going to have to fucking do something about this. Like that's a decision that nobody else got to witness. That's an internal like inertia that has been changed direction where you're like, I got to fucking, I got to, I got to change. I got to do something about this thing. Mm. They're the times of, of greatest change. Not like the time I fucking hit someone with a car or the time I accidentally like shot the dog. Yeah. Or, you know, well, that's the stuff that wasn't in the movie. The actual like exactly. insignificant. That's like, uh, so a, a real life example of like a butterfly effect. There's um, not a theory, but like technically uh, uh a Cuban child is responsible for the Iraq and Afghanistan war. Oh, yeah. Do you know this? No. Right. So in 2000, there was uh, people fleeing Cuba uh, in a boat and the boat got overturned and everybody drowned bar this little child. And his, mo- his mother died. Is it Elian Gonzalez, is it? Is that his name? Yeah, I think it's Gonzalez anyway. So yeah. you know that... Elian, I know of him, but I don't know about... He met it to Miami and it was yeah. a big... The father was back in Cuba... He wanted him back. The Cuban community in Florida were like, Castro is horrible, that regime. We can't send the kid back. It was going on for months, this whole mm. standoff, and eventually Clinton and Al Gore, who was his vice president at the time, sent the military essentially in to take the kid and bring him back to Cuba. And the Cuban community in Florida were outraged by this, completely turned on Gore. Florida decided the election, and it was because of the... Oh. Oh, it was right. because of the cute they they lost the Cuban vote. That's why Bush won Florida, which got him the election. That was the swing state. So who's Bush, to say Bush went to, on to fight those wars? You know, like who's to say that somebody was like, we have to fucking shoot that boat so that it sinks? But that's the thing. Like there were there was some like time travel sniper guys who were doing like that's a lot of the science fiction is like facilitating massively like insignificant, but. Yeah, yeah. Correlatory but that's events. A, well, I like something like that because that's not like going back and stopping the Archduke from being assassinated. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. prevent This is like a child nobody would talk anything of. Yeah, had, had a knock on it. That is yeah. a butterfly effect. Yeah, that's yeah. If you, yeah. If, like, you can never say 100%, but if you went back and just stopped his mother, because if his mother didn't drown, she'd have made it to Miami and kept yeah. him. Al Gore would have probably been president. Yeah, and what would that be like? We'd all be Just, driving electric cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, yeah. But but the thing is, Iceland wouldn't be under the sea. Oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> but yeah, you can live in that fantasy world, and that's where people sometimes I think get lost, where they think like they get stuck in the present, lamenting the past, so that they can't imagine a future. Mm. Like how hard? Like most people were stuck in depression or stuck in like fucking chronic procrastination or stuck in like yeah. like a really shit time right now yeah, yeah. are people who don't know what the next step what's the, what's even the first thing that I need to do now to start yeah. moving towards a more positive future they don't nobody yeah. gives like very few people are out there helping giving people the tools to be able to deal with situations like that because the people who are in situations like that rarely fucking admit it or talk about it yeah well I think like there's a, I know a lot of people who suffer from like 
fantasy. They're always like, oh, if I started this podcast or YouTube channel, it would become this and this and this. Magical and thinking, yeah. And they're always talking about like, oh, in four years, I'd have my own studio and all that. But like, they're not actually working for it. They're just no. busy fantasizing yeah. about it. Like, these are people I would have worked with on smaller projects and you can't get work done because you're trying to talk to them about like, okay, this is what we need to do, this, this, this. And they're just talking about the fantasy of where they're going to be in two years. Mm. And they're just, they're not focused on actually working towards it. I think that's even worse than people looking back and talking about trying to change things. Yeah, I like to live in a in a in a world where my feet are in both camps. Where well, I, yeah, I do yeah, my work yeah. today, I get my shit done today, but I'm also doing stuff today with a fucking fantastical view of yeah, what my future will be. And you man, you know me for the last six years, like I'm after making predictions, I'm after putting in modes of production and modes of conduct in my life and my work. With like a view to like a ten, five year and a ten year and a fifteen year yeah, plan, yeah, yeah. You, and you, as those you, things, you, like I was doing that's those the actions. manifest destiny kind of, of thing, course, yeah, man. yeah. But I was doing those actions day in and day out with no results, but knowing with a faithful heart and a trust in the universe that if I did that shit, that in the future it would benefit me, yeah, yeah, and it would benefit other people, and and the show has grown. Everybody knows what the crack is now. Everybody's working. Uh, uh, you know, a load of pe- people support me on Patreon. Load of people listening to the show. Great things are happening, like big revelations, and not in the way that I thought. Because I was like, I do this and this and this and this, and the universe went, no, not in that order, different order. Yeah, yeah. And it'll come, and I have ultimate faith that it will. But like, I have to do the actions every day today to make sure that, like, in two years' time. So there is yeah. an element of fantasy not being the worst thing ever. But if you oh, only yeah, live in fantasy with no, no action in the present. that's it. Like, I'm talking about, like, there's a lot, a lot of people who, you know, that have this idea of the movie they'd write and they'd sell this script to Miramax. I don't know why I put yeah. Miramax. Um, Harvey. Yeah, you won't be selling it to them. <laughs> but they have this whole idea, but then you're like, okay, so, and how's the script going? It's like, oh, I haven't wrote it yet. It's like, yeah, so but that's what you, you need. You need to have page one written before you start talking about how you're going to sell it. Like, these are the decisions of time travel that people are like, oh, man, I wish I hadn't spent so much time Spent the time because it's worth something. I wish I hadn't spent so much time doing that thing. I wish I had done it differently. So it's like, okay, well, you can't change what you've done. So take from right now and not waste any more. In fact, the time that you, if you're regretting spending a lot of time doing something, then from now until there, do twice as much so you can catch up on the time that you've left. Like that's what I did in 2013, 14, 15, 16. I was working like two jobs. I was going to college full time and I was working on this podcast like six hours a day minimum. Mm. And now it's, it is what it is. And I'm working real hard over the last ages to try and get it into the next set of five years where at the end of five years, I have a set of goals. that's going to be like fucking huge, but like you have to do it every day. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's, you know, absolutely. Like those Buddha statues when you're in China or you're in Asia and you go into like these, all these tourists, they line up, and they give you this like leaf, gold leaf on a piece of paper. Mm. And you go over to the Buddha statue and you put it on its foot or its hand or its arm or elbow. And you rub the gold leaf on it. And then you peel off the paper. And that's what has created these giant golden statues. It's like one super thin leaf of gold at a time. You pay like $5 or whatever yeah, for it. Yeah. And you get to go over and, and you see these statues being built up and they're getting more like bigger and stronger and yeah, harder yeah, yeah. and tougher and huge statues and that's all one little tiny wafer tin leaf at a time yeah yeah but it's solid fucking gold and they're massive yeah yeah so that's what it's you have to do like analogy. that's yeah I think I think that's the butterfly effect for me is like the little things you do today will have a big 
big you can't change the past and that's the fantasy of time travel people always want to instead like take your thing today like yeah yeah so. the answer to the thing you asked me you were like do you know Which procrastinators <laughs> like we live in a world of procrastinators yeah, well, I, I don't know if we live in a world of it, but I, I just seem to... You're like, everyone I know is fucking... I, I know a lot of them. Living in a bullshit no, I'm, I'm, I'm one of them too, but I think for me it's a different... It's not like true fantasy, but it's a different reason. But that's a whole other That's a whole yeah. other conversation. That's like that's like we need a therapist here to be like, what happened, Johnny? What's happened? <laughs> Tell us how you feel. I think, well, maybe most people too, like there's also that fear of failure where it's like, well, if I don't try... I can't fail. Oh, that's the mantra of Homer but, Simpson, yeah. The yeah, first well, step towards yeah, failing yeah. is trying. But it's that thing, like, why you leave it, why, or at least for me, why I leave everything to the last minute mm. is because then if it works out really well, I'm like, I didn't even try and look at how great this is. And if it fails... I'm like, eh, well, I did only... Ah, I left it to the last minute. I, I could have done better. Either way, you, you can tell yourself you're better than it. But that's a, that's a purely, like, ego-driven... Oh, yeah. It's like entirely ego that's like oh I wasn't saying that that was a positive no no that's what I mean so like <laughs> yeah, yeah. all you have to do is just change your opinion of how well you could do things and if you give it like a real good try well you see the problem with it because it's a it comes from a positive where you know you can do something well mm. so and that's why you're putting it off as well like yeah it's a weird you have the delusion that you could do it without trying and then there's laziness as well or there's procrastination or there's like there's other elements to just like I know I could do it so I don't do it there's also like fear of like, I think it's mainly if I can't do it, I'd be really embarrassed, or I'd feel shit about myself. And I don't want to feel shit about myself, so I give myself a preloaded excuse to it's fail. It's more. I think it's more. You just you're giving yourself an excuse if yeah. things go wrong. Yeah, that's not just me. I think that's kind of like the general. Yeah. The, like generally, why people put things off? Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't. I, I would imagine so. There's a whole science of psychology behind procrastination. Like it's part of an anxiety depression cycle. It's part of. Um, low self-esteem. It's, there's loads of fucking things around not trying your hardest and then still going, oh yeah, well still I did okay for somebody who didn't try. Like that was how I took my approach to fucking high school, like secondary school. Well, I think, was yeah, that. It was yeah. like, well, look, I, I'm I'm a C student. So I could have been an A student if I tried, but I didn't even try and I still got a C, so I'm still cool. You're like, nah, bro. You didn't ever like exert yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you had one chance to cure anything in history using the butterfly effect, oh. if you're able to go back outside of your own timeline. Yeah, so it's just this just like standard time. We got a time machine. It's, it's yeah. Let's say you could go back to the bloodlines of your ancestors if we're going to keep it butter, <laughs> butterfly effect adjacent. Well, like, I, I think I probably answered this at the start. I'd probably stop those two sequels from being made. <laughs> a sincere one, though. Sincere a answer. sincere one. And it was, so we have to do it. I can't take the moral stance of no it's wrong to alter the past what one thing do you think could be changed in history that would lead us to a better present for us today oh that's so that's like really hard because like well i put it to you with a bit of context do you have your own answer you don't need to say it but i do but i put it to you with a bit of context historically okay so if you were to take an event like the sinking of the titanic Mm -hmm. which had the deaths of isidore strauss and uh, guggenheim and fucking some other Rich cunt, I can't remember his name. They were like three of the richest dudes in the world. Mm. And JP Morgan organized for the Titanic to sink as an insurance scam because he owned the boat, but also to kill those three dudes because they were the biggest uh, detractors from his brand new Federal Reserve banking and the creation of the IRS in the US. 
right? Right. So so those three motherfuckers in one night in 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 1918, no, 1912, uh, one night died in the fucking icy cold waters of the North Atlantic, right? Yeah. So that's one night where if you were on that boat before it left Cork, you could come out and you could say, hey, Isidore, you and Guggenheim and that other lad, don't get on the boat. JP Morgan's going to sink it. I'm telling you. Take a fucking, take an L. Stay in Cork. Don't get on the boat. If you said that, we might not have the Federal Reserve and all the fucking money problems and the global banking and centralized banking and all this kind of corruption and all we'd have today. Mm. Like the further back you go, the more change you could affect. But I think like for modern day life and lifestyle, probably like the Jekyll Island meeting where JP Morgan and a bunch of other bankers got together in 1907 and decided to make a Federal Reserve banking system that would eventually control the world and be funded by like Rothschilds and, and their international cabal of bankers, which we'll be doing an episode on in future seasons yeah. of those conspiracy guys. I think if you were able to put like a bomb in that Jekyll Island just take them all out and just take them all out in one go that the world would be like irreparably different to the way it is today yeah like so much see you're better change. equipped to answer this because you know all the the, the the secret innings of these big events I mean you can butterfly effect it is what I mean sure yeah. I'm just going for I'm just thinking of big things like the baby killer, Hitler. killer Hitler yeah, baby yeah. Hitler that's a, well that's a winner always for a time travel conversation yeah yeah but do you not think that the upset in, like, you know, Bavarian Germany and the, the political infighting, do you not think that somebody would have rose through the ranks? Probably, and it may not have went the same for a lot of people, but mm. but then you have, like, we've, we're so we're so removed from that now that have we benefited in other ways? Have we, in 2020, reaped a reward of other... T- like, World War II... Are you trying to say Hitler had the right idea, Johnny? <laughs> I'm trying to say World War... You look at all the technology. Well, every piece of tech we use was yeah. invented for war. By the Nazis who were escaped from post-war Germany into, a like, an American science well, industrial not, system. But not even... Before <laughs> yeah. you even get there... Yeah, yeah. You t- like, cling film what was invented to put on aircrafts in World War Two. Yeah. So we wouldn't have cling film had World War Two not. Yeah, like war bef- war is always like a, a massive advancement for technology, yeah. Yeah. Like canned food, the American Civil War is the reason yeah. we have canned food. So like just stuff like that. You're like, well, how different would our lives be if you stop World War Two from happening? Yeah, I mean, if you stopped the Federal Reserve, there would be no war. Like that's the... Yeah, So yeah. we wouldn't maybe have the advances we have. And also, like, where does the where does all their are their kids worse? They leave their money to kids who, like, how old are their kids? And they just get all this money and this power out of nowhere. Do they do something worse? There's always a butterfly effect for all these decisions. Mm-hmm. That's why I say, if anybody has invented time travel in the future, they would only come back to the past as tourists. Yeah, yeah. And even then, just to have a that. look, don't affect anything. Do you know? Leave nothing but footprints. And take nothing but pictures. What's the, that from? That's it, it's a sign that they have on the barren oh, in County Clare, okay. uh, which is like a an area of um, that's good limestone rock, op, open exposed limestone rock in Clare in Ireland. But they have like loads of like unique flora and fauna in, in between the cracks. Yeah, it's like yeah, one yeah. of the most unique geographical locations in the world. But they say that like take nothing but pictures, leave nothing but footprints. 
Like, don't fuck yeah, up yeah. the ecosystem. That's like, and I think a time traveler tourist's mantra is yeah, that yeah, yeah. that they'll come back, they'll observe, they'll look, but they won't have any kind of influence because they know that it all happened the way it happened because that's the way it happened. Yeah, there's a, a Ray Bradbury novel where it's set in like 2050 or something. I can't remember the name of the novel, but they travel back. You can did to like they can go anywhere as yeah, tourists. Yeah, yeah. So this guy he travels back to the to the dinosaurs. And he's got, he's a big game hunter, but there's a T-Rex that, like, they know is dying, so he's going to hunt it. But then, like, he chickens out and he kind of gets a bit spooked by the T-Rex, so they cancel the trip. And when they come back, the world is completely different. There's, like, there's a new Hitler. What? And that sounds amazing. He see there's a butterfly. Ray Bradbury book. That's, yeah, like, yeah. Fahrenheit 451 guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. But I can't remember how he figures it out, but uh, he finds, like, a, a butterfly on his foot. And somewhere, when he got spooked by the T-Rex... He took the butterfly back to the future, he, with him. Well, he cr- killed the butterfly. And that's, so that's what they get that that Simpsons episode from. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But also the mad thing is... so this is Futurama has an episode like that as well, yeah. But what's mad is... this. Is, so that's the butterfly effect. He killed the butterfly. This was He wrote this uh, 15 years before the MIT scientist kind the butterfly effect to describe the... A chaos theory. Yeah, yeah. But yet he... How long were you fucking going to hold on to that? We were three, three and a half hours <laughs> into the show. And it's the fucking bomb dropped well, I completely on us, Johnny. forgot until Awesome. Now. I can't even remember the name of the book, but... Yeah, we'll check that out. I fucking love a bit of Ray Bradbury, man. Yeah. He's very good as well, because you can, you can read a Bradbury book in like a day. Mm. Like 200 pages. Big letters. <laughs> Double space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, um, it's definitely... An, it's a lovely thing to smoke drugs and think about and i've really done a lot of both if you knew for sure would anyone do anything ever i don't think so do you know yeah, yeah. that's why now is so valuable again to harp on make your decisions now and create your own butterfly f- flaps of butterfly <laughs> wings today to get something that you want tomorrow instead of wishing that you could go back to yesterday to tell yourself to do it yesterday so you can have it today like it's already gone do yeah. it today and you'll have it tomorrow. Treat your future self to a better life. And that's pro- that's the best survival lesson from this. For anything. For, from anything. Prepare now. Make your make your bug out bags now. <laughs> because tomorrow the, wor- the, end, the, <laughs> the end of the world might come. Well, should we wrap up there? Let's do it. So I think we, we, we survived the butterfly effect. <laughs> Just about. Yeah. Uh, you caught about an hour and a half out of that, let's say. <laughs> You don't need to plug anything. Cause I don't. Um, I mean, I'm at, at T Conspiracy Guys on Twitter for now because I'm getting off Twitter because it's a fucking cesspit. Are you completely, you're going to remove Twitter? Like, I, I, I'm going to delete all my tweets eventually and I'm going to leave just one tweet there, a video that says, hey, uh, if you want to get in contact with me, send me an Instagram DM. I'm going to stay on Instagram because it's nice and peaceful and it's not as toxic as other places. I'm moving everything to Discord. So... Facebook as well. I'm going to just delete all my Facebook posts and yeah. all the new stuff. Like, I'm in the process of cataloging them all and moving them all over, changing the channels in Discord and making Discord a nice, off-the-grid social place where you don't have to fucking put up with cunts. And it's not because I want to create an echo chamber. I just don't want to be at the whim of someone who wants to just have a row. Yeah. It's like, I'd love to have a party, but I have to have a party where anyone is allowed in at any time I'm like no that's not a party yeah yeah that's like being in a shopping centre with music uh, so Discord is the way to go for those conspiracy guys content 
If you want, if you're a fan of the show, if you if you want to row, fuck off. You know? The website is going to have all the stuff. Those conspiracyguys.com. Everything's going to be on that. And if you go to the Instagram, there's a little link, like a link tree jabo. Oh and yeah, it has yeah. everything. Very handy. Click on that shit. It has everything. All the news, shows, all the links to like T Public merchandise and all the different places that you can listen to the show and basically every every kind of link you can think of. Nice. Thanks, man. Until next time, have a nice future. <laughs> <I guess. laughs>